and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen and I'm the Dungeon Master of this ragtag group of heroes and adventurers. Hi everybody, I'm Claire. I'm playing Mira, who's a dragonborn sorcerer, half-red dragon, half-silver dragon. Uh, originally was a bit of a politician and now has joined the adventuring life probably to a greater extent than she ever expected. Hi everyone, I'm Michael. I'm playing Lockie Hobbs, a Warforged Artificer. Uh, originally was part of a flying castle, but I've since left and resumed an adventure with my mouth friends. Uh, cool. Um, hey guys, I'm Jared and I play the character of Jin. He is a level 6 law bard and a level 2 hexblade warlock. Uh, I'm currently an associate and ally of the Tempest Guild and I am helping them in their goal of stopping the Queen of Dragons, Tiamat. Hi, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Lirashana, the Moon Druid, um, who has previously been stuck in a gemstone for the past 600 years, but has since escaped. Hi guys, I'm Matt, uh, playing Yedda, the uh, sneaky wood elf ranger and rogue, who, after a tragic uh, incident in the jungle with his previous expedition, has now joined up with this lovely ragtag group of adventurers and is uh, looking to see what happens next. Well, welcome back. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives. My name's Owen. Welcome back to Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Hello! Hello! Yay! Hey. Yay! We've got most people here. We've got our good friends, our regulars, Jared and Matt. Now, you can't see Jared's face because he is webcam uh, free tonight. He has no webcam. <laughs> no webcam tonight at all, so he's audio only. And we have our two guest characters, Tom and Jacob. Say hello, Tom and Jacob. Hello, Tom and Jacob. Oh, for fuck. Hi, Tom and Jacob. <laughs> Every time. The answer for both of them. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back, everybody. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful New Year's. Um, all of us did. I'm hoping. I'm assuming. We all had a good Christmas and New Year's, right? It was oh, horrible. I was, was horrible. Sick. No. I was sick uh, since the 29th with COVID. Like, I mean, I'm right. on the back end of it now, but like, it has been horrible. I, I sat alone watching BattleBots on New Year's Eve. I didn't even see my girlfriend. <laughs> okay, okay, I did that really just alone with then. someone. It was yes, the exact it, same New Year's Eve. But I had no one there. What was your opinion of BattleBots though? Was it good? It was, it was good. Really yeah. good. That was, it was fantastic. Really Granny nice. Mahara was on. I mean, what, what, what more is there? Um, so we should say, Jared does have COVID right now. Um, oh shit. It was so bad. <laughs> what, 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 horrible holidays. <laughs> um, no, seriously, it's been so bad. I've, I feel still, for you, man. I've, 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 I've had a wonderful I've, holidays. It's been lovely. Um, I got sick on the really 29th chill. and I had like fevers and body. Like got hit like like, a, like almost like a fire truck. And then, yeah, it's just, I had like a sore throat for like a week. Yep. And then I still got a fucking cough. It's good times. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should have vaccinated. No, no, Jared is double vaccinated. I'm dumb kids. That's not funny. It's not funny. It's a terrible why I'm joke. Not dead. <laughs> That's why he's not dead right reel now. Reel it back. Reel it back. That's why I'm not on the ICU beds. It's very true. Yeah, I know. Uh, also, yeah, you selfish pricks taking up ICU beds. Fuck you. Um, unless you need it, then obviously, please take up the ICU beds. But uh, you know, you know who you are. <laughs> Do you know who we don't pay out enough? The terminally ill. No. Um, welcome everybody. Okay, welcome back. <laughs> uh, Ali is oh. not joining us tonight because she is quite sick as well. Not with COVID, completely unrelated sickness. It's not terminal, um, hopefully. It's not terminal. She's just, she's just she's just ill. Um, she did want to try and join us, but I have actually forbidden her from playing tonight. She needs to take some time off and actually get better. Um, she's not well enough to play. So it is just going to be Jacob, Tom, Matt, and Jared and I tonight. So you'll have to make do with a bit of a boys club. I hope that's okay. 
Um, now we are going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, our Tyranny of Dragons campaign. Before we get into the recap, because I'm imagining that we will need a bit of a recap so everybody can remember where we're up to, it has been about three weeks since we last played. Um, I do have some fun announcements. Uh, announcement number one, I had my birthday six days ago. So I am now one step closer to death. Fantastic. Um, another announcement is that uh, we are going to be seeing some very exciting things next week. As of next week, you won't see this setup. It will be a little bit different. I will be moving house into my new location. Recording studio will be set up, which means we will have even sweeter audio. And on top of that, I can start doing some VR streaming as well as some more Switch and PlayStation 4 streaming. So you will see a lot more variety streams from me, not just D&D and Avatar Legends. I know it's been very RPG focused for the last couple of months, but we will be exploring a couple of different things, which leads me to the first game that we're going to be playing is Pokemon Legends Arceus. I am a massive Pokemon fan. I've been playing since Pokemon Red, so I am very, very excited for Pokemon Legends Arceus. It has very Breath of the Wild vibes, which anyone who knows me knows that Breath of the Wild is my favorite game of all time. So I'm very excited for uh, a combination of my favorite game, Breath of the Wild, with one of my favorite series, Pokemon. I hope I'm not hyping it too much. Fingers crossed it lives up to that. I, so. <laughs> yeah. I thought your favorite game was over the big, over the road, big rig, like big rigs racing. I, I mean, it took you two attempts to say it out loud, <laughs> so I'm assuming that's a real <laughs> game. <laughs> it actually is. It has oh, it is. Okay. Metacritic score there. There you go. No, I've never played Over the Road Big Rigs Racing. Is that <laughs> it? Look it up right now. That'll be that'll be one of those ones where you get like a, a humble bundle. It's like always like number ten on the humble bundle. <laughs> it's just chucked in because they've got forty copies of the key and they need to get rid of it somehow. Um, so I will be playing some Pokemon Legends Arceus. I'll be posting some artwork. Uh -huh. I have done a sketch of myself as a Pokemon trainer, um, and I've got a new overlay and I've got some animated stuff as well that I'll be chucking in, as well as a live party down the bottom. So when I'm playing, you'll be able to see which Pokemon I have on my party live, and I've got a whole thing set up so that I can switch it over as we go. So it's going to be lots and lots of fun. Um, but that's sketch. not going to be. For, it's not going to be for two weeks. Ah, yeah. got to catch them all, man. That's it. It's big. Can it's big rigs over the road racing. Big rigs over the road racing. It's got very divisive uh, reviews. <laughs> 8%. 8% on Metacritic. But 8 it, was not on the site. Uh, it had a 4 out of 5 stars. I, Still better than Warcraft Reforged or whatever that is. Whatever you want to do. Uh, but there's a, there's a really solid reason for that. <laughs> it's still better. The problem the is that people were comparing Warcraft Reforged to Warcraft 3. And the problem is that Warcraft 3 is... You, you cannot improve upon that. You cannot adjust that or improve yeah, upon it. They didn't even do a good remaster. No, that's the issue, like, is that they didn't <laughs> remaster it. They just made it a buggy mess that didn't function. I don't get it. No. How they fucked that? The, oh no, it was a slam dunk that they managed to somehow drop. I, I believe in Australia we're calling that doing a scomo, a scovid, when you drop the ball at the very last second, when everything's going well and I right at the last like, second. I think it's more like, oh, hey guys, I'm just going to Hawaii while well, the. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't on. that putting the ball down and walking away? Yeah, and that's just, it. Yeah, just going to Hawaii or the cricket, really. Take, take, well, like, take putting the ball down and going to... Um, seeing children skiing, playing a ball game, coming in with a knife and cutting the ball up in front of it's them. It's like, yeah. oh god, half of Australia's on fire, I'm gonna go to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Um, for those of you who are international, uh, we don't like our Prime Minister, he's a piece of shit. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not much else to say, really. Fuck you, Skomer. Uh, the last fun announcement I have, this is getting very Respectfully. Political. Respectfully, go fuck yourself. No, um, no respectfully. <laughs> respectfully, go fuck yourself. Um, the last announcement I have is that the Lost Archives merchandise store is live. And if you were wondering to yourself, how sexy would I look in a t-shirt with a Celtic knotwork and the words The Lost Archives on it? The answer is this sexy. That's right. Oh, damn. 
Damn. Now you're probably asking yourself, that's good. That's good, Owen. A lovely t-shirt that I'm going to wear every single day. That's fantastic. But do you have something for me to rub my mouse on uh, on a daily basis? The answer is yes, I do. We've got mouse pads now. <gasps> and we've got jackets and a very stylish backpack as well. Um, so if Sorry. you were looking to upgrade your gear and look like an absolute fucking legend, you know how to do it. Unfortunately, it doesn't beat my nice. anime titties uh, mouse pad. It doesn't oh, beat man. your. It doesn't beat that. What oh, if I? Um, what, what if? What if I added some anime? Big old anime titties. What if I added them to the mouse pad? Would that be okay. I, I know Perfect. there's some artists out there. You know, if they if they want to do some crazy. I'll give it a go. Yerveth, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I'm just picturing Yerveth with like. <laughs> This is what happens when it's just the boys for uh, for Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Apparently, yeah. this is what okay, we devolve into. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm distracted <laughs> looking at the merch shop now. I'm I'm done. I'll be back in ten minutes. <laughs> that's that's right. That's fine. Bye. Um, <laughs> so I think we should probably do a bit of a recap of DD. Unless someone else has any announcements uh, to share. With yeah, I think you've left out the most important facts about this merch shop: is the wide array of colors that are available in the t-shirts. And Very the true. jacket. The jacket's Wait, available. How many in two. colors are there? There are four different colors for the t-shirt. Light. There's four different colors. Dark. There's four different yeah. colors. There's two different colors for the bomber jacket. You got charcoal, heather, and black. You have a bomber jacket. Oh, I've got Absolutely. a bomber jacket too. Do you want me to go what put that on? It? <laughs> it's just really hot in Queensland today. So do, it I the, do it after the first break. All right. Do it wait, break, the first break. We never have a break. <laughs> I push you guys really until you drop. Disappear for a second, come back with the bubble. All, right. All right. I think we should jump into DD. I think we've bored these people That's long sure. enough. All right, everybody, let me do a quick recap. So, the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a group of mercenaries, explorers, and adventurers, have been working to thwart the machinations of a group known as the Order of the Dragon. This cult has been amassing power, wealth, and knowledge in an attempt to perform a ritual which would bring a dark, draconic god, Tiamat, back into the world. Our story has been following the escapades of some of the members of this group Mira, Jin, Loki, Yerveth, and Shana who are journeying north to try and track down an artifact used to summon dragons to the Order's side. Having learned many dark secrets during their time in the Nunian jungle, the party have managed to capture Varum, one of the leaders of the cult, who sadly seems to have lost both his mask of power and his mind. Our heroes have been in the town of Drifthaven, a large city built out of rafts and platforms floating on the surface of the Arctic seas. After spending some time with the locals, the group have learned that the cult did indeed pass this way, attacking the town and raiding for supplies before heading further north into the vast expanse of ever-shifting sea ice. Knowing that the cult's abandoned boat had been sunk by the townspeople sometime in the past few days or so, the group set out to locate it for clues. However, before they could depart, an old enemy turned ally, Langdadrosa, arrived to inform the group that Mira and Loki were needed back in Oxenfurt for urgent business. Help had arrived for the group, however. Langdadrosa had brought two new guild members, Casey, a Warforged cleric, played by Jacob, and Boulder, a Goliath Barbarian, played by Tom, who had come to assist the group in Mira and Loki's absence. Arriving at the sunken ship, the group swam down to investigate and found an enormous white moray eel had made its home amongst the wreck. An attempt by Shana to try and drive it away with Major Image backfired when the illusionary shark drove the eel out of the only exit and towards the party. After a brief scuffle, the party emerged victorious, the body of the eel motionless on the seafloor and the wreck of the ship open and inviting before them. And that is where we left off last session. So, as you guys look out, you can see the body of the moray eel, this vast white moray eel, is lying broken and shattered, cut in a number of places. 
there's still sort of slashes and gashes from where Yerveth's mosaic sword had cut through it. Um, and that is where we left off with, with you guys, the, the sunken ship in front of you and the uh, body of the moray eel slowly leaking this sort of noxious, toxic blood into the seawater around you. Um, you do still have your potion of water breathing active. I will be playing Shana for this next little bit. Um, as you guys are sort of looking over the body of the eel, Shana turns to you and goes, yeah, um, I'm going to be honest, I was already apprehensive about coming down here to start with. The eel sums it up for me. See ya! And she starts swimming up towards the surface. Rapidly. She was always pretty tentative about coming down here. Anyway. Yeah, she didn't want to from the beginning, so uh, it makes so, perfect sense that <laughs> she would just... Lined up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. KC reaches up to try and grab her and I shoot <laughs> pieces. Uh, I mean, yeah, slippery, slippery snake lady swimming through the water rapidly. Um, okay. Yeah. Let it, let it, let her go. Let her go. How are you talking down here? Wouldn't it be like, if you remember, we have the telepathic link. Oh yeah, we do. One hour. Yes, you do. I don't remember any of that. So it does actually sound like, let her go. I imagine yeah, it sounds huskier. It sounds more of how you imagine it sounds. Oh yeah. Actually, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you sound more like uh, just sexy and uh, husky. <laughs> Tell me, what what would that sound like, Yerveth? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So like this, I don't know. Kind of, <laughs> kind of whispery, smoky. I don't I know. like it. I like it. Like husky. <laughs> okay. Husky. I'm gonna work on my husky voice. Like she, so she would actually hear that. That's a terrible joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she well, hears you. Uh, she hears you, and she she sort of looks back and goes, uh, "No, I'm not coming back. No, no, no. Bye." It's okay. It's okay. We should uh, now that thou uh, we've cleared the way, probably should check the ship out. I sort of say in the telepathic mind link thing, um, is she a bit sad that she killed like a, are they related maybe. As I sort of look at the eel, like serpentine body and mm. her serpentine tail, like did we just kill her cousin? Like, oh, oh no. Um, I do feel now maybe appropriate. She can still hear you. <laughs> I sort there of is, stare blankly off into the distance. There is zero distance requirement, as in there is no limiting factor regarding distance. Yeah. I just stare off blankly into the distance. You uh, you hear, you hear. No, it's because I didn't want to be here, and there's fucking eels down here. I sort of say, as if I'm trying to say it in my own head, like, ah, oh, yes, definitely a cousin, but I accidentally do the <laughs> telepathic thing again. <laughs> Please. Um, Baldur just gets his axe and just, like, waves that eel goo away from him. Yeah, yeah. Shall we do what we set here to do, then? Probably a good idea. Well, um, here goes nothing. I'm gonna uh, sort of paddle up to where I was originally, up to the side of the entrance to the ship, and uh, I guess tentatively look through the the crack to see if there's any other more eels chilling out in the wreck yeah, ship. Yeah, absolutely. So you're still sort of partly hidden by your stealth check from before. So yeah, as as you yep. move up towards the ship, you can see yeah, it's it's uh, basically cracked in half. The ship is. Um, cut open in half and as you look on in yeah you can see that the half the the rear half of the ship the aft which is where the eel was hiding in 
uh, is yep. now deserted, save for the skulls and fragments of bone and bone dust that have settled to the uh, the floor of the ship in the ocean. Is there anything of note in this eel's den, perhaps? Anything of use or benefit that might have belonged yeah. to one of the adventurers or people? No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. As you, as you have a bit of a look in, do you want to make me a perception or investigation check? Definitely a perception check. I will roll that. Bit of a perceptive boy. 27. Ooh. Bit of a perceptive boy. Um <laughs> As you as you look into the ship, um, yeah, immediately you can spot there uh, looks to be a number of cots and trunks which are sort of semi affixed to the floor. A number of the cots have actually come up and are floating against the ceiling. The mattress is having lifted up the cot when the ship oh, yeah. sank, um, and it looks like the personal effects of, uh, of some people could be in these uh, in these trunks where the eel has sort of pushed them and crushed them to the side. You can see fragments of paper floating in the water up against the ceiling. Um, a few leather-bound books. There's some pouches of what could potentially be gold and silver. Uh, and there's a few weapons as well sort of scattered about. Looks like there were some personal effects left on this ship. Um, okay. And when it sank, uh, judging by the bodies that this eel has taken, the ship probably... I would say that with your Perception 27, you get the sense that when this ship sank, the townspeople thought it was deserted. You get the sense that cannot possibly be true because how mm. else would these bodies be here and why would there be weapons here if the, if the cult had left to go and explore the, the Arctic why would they be leaving so much behind Yeah, you get the sense yeah. that the townspeople sank this while people were on it and they sank it quickly enough that um, these people didn't have a chance to escape wow okay mm. um, how bright is it down here does uh, Bordor who does not have any sort of like dark vision of sorts can he see so you guys are only about 25, 30 meters deep. Um, it's clear crystal water above you because it's so cold. Um, there's not a huge amount of biological material in the water. So one of the, one of the features of cold water scuba diving, for example, about to learn some science, kids. One of the features of cold water scuba diving is that visibility is absolutely fucking amazing for a number of reasons. One is that there's not a lot of biological material in the water, not a lot of bacteria and um, kelp and things like that grow in that, in that environment. So it's not very murky water. Um, and gen generally because of the cold water, there's not much movement of the different layers of water because of temperature differential. So you don't get this movement of silt up to, to lower visibility. So the water is actually quite clear, which means there's lots of light shining down from above. On top of that, the light shining through the ice means that you've got a blanket light blue filtered light coming down from above at all times. And the ice kind of acts as a little bit of a refractive surface in a way. It is very bright down here. It is as if standing in daylight. Um, there's a slight wow. blue tinge to everything, but it is very bright. Even even though, though you're sort of 20 meters, 25 meters deep, visibility is easily 25 meters plus. Nice. Which is phenomenal for ocean diving. So yeah, it's, it's very good. I'm probably going to mentally just tap in with Larian and go, uh, got that uh, bag of holding handy. Might be able to find something here that might be worth salvaging um yeah I, I take off the bag of holding from my uh imagined belt yep and they go up to Yervith and I offer him the bag cool in the process of that one or one or two um pastries of like fall out <laughs> okay <laughs> and immediately begin floating <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I just give myself a bit of like a like, like that bit of a shake of the head and then um go about just Whoops. sort of oh, offering wow. the, uh, the 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 little uh, bags of potentially gold um as the as the pastries begin floating up a number of fish come and start biting at the pastries sort of consuming the pastries as they and fall. then they all die <laughs> for the moment they seem okay jesus 
pastries are fun. Um, I'm gonna say they've been there for a while. They're just yeah. There's no air. It's yeah, just, they, they can't. As hell, man. They can't rot. They're just solid. <laughs> Look, all yeah. we need to do is just toast them, and we'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think removing moisture is going to help. I would say that you need to soak them for a number of hours, and then you can toast them. <laughs> so it's probably going to be okay if we leave them underwater. Well, salt water is not traditionally great to consume. Um, That's true. No, <laughs> might be a bit salty. Uh, salt salt and sweets. <laughs> a great flavor combo. Uh, are any of the weapons like yeah. behind of note? Are they just generic sort of? Yeah, like, very, standard? very yeah. standard short swords. Um, yeah, I, I would say that mostly what you're looking at is things like short swords, hand axes, things like that. Uh, the only weapon that stands out to you is a trident, which has been jammed into the floor and still has a skeletal arm holding onto it. Oh um, shit! The trident seems to be made of some sort of silvery material. It looks to be very much lighter colored metal than your standard iron it's a sort of like a bluey silver color well I, I, could i try and get that out of the deck if i could yeah yeah out of the floor? Yeah. yeah yeah you go I'm over like and begin away. tugging on it um it doesn't take strength check it's not jammed in there too hard as you pull and pull it off the skeletal hand unclasps and falls apart um, only being nice. held on by just few bits of sinew holding the bones together and as you pull this free the hand just collapses uh, it's very lightweight um you would expect oh, wow. this to be a lot heavier in the water but it seems to be incredibly lightweight um still still strong but um yeah very very lightweight uh, mm. supple okay. metal cool do i just hold oh sorry now you go you go now you're gone uh, I, I was just wondering like what sort of creature or people would have the trident like this i mean i know from a player perspective, I know what it could be, but would you ever yeah. kind of put the two and two together and sort of... Do you want to make me a, I would say nature or history check would work mm, for me? I'll probably do nature. 24. Um, yeah, Yerveth, you, you do know a little bit. One of your expeditions that you went with on the Oxenford Historical Society was a an underwater recovery. Um, yep. One of the cities that was lost during the ruin um, Ormo uh, that went down uh, this sort of ancient city towards the south of Oceania. Uh, one of your recovery missions was to dive down and, and actually recover some salvage from there. Yeah. You came across a group of uh, aquatic creatures known as Sahagan. Um, uh. These creatures had a metal working that was based on the production of metals underwater in an underwater environment. So the metals they used were very lightweight not as strong as iron and steel but resistant to rust um for those of you who are watching home aluminium they, they have aluminium weapons uh, okay so the cool. the weapons um, are yeah so the, the weapons are very lightweight um you know that sahagan are generally quite aggressive they mm. were they were aligned with the uh, betrayer gods during the ruin they were actually created by the betrayer gods during the ruin to attack uh, and demolish uh, the undersea people, um, the Tritons and the Merfolk. They were actually designed to to be frontline troops in that battle. Since the ruin and since the betrayal gods have disappeared, the Sahagan have taken on a very tribe-like existence. You know with the nature check of 24 that they're quite easily dominated by creatures with a lot more power than them. So uh, certain sea monsters have, known, have been known to actually end up attracting Sahagan almost as worshippers, like they're some dark god. The Sahagan uh, will worship them. You know that um, that sea hags, for example, will often have recruited Sahagan or uh, or ended up um, having Sahagan work for them as guards or things like that. Yeah, 
bad news. Sahagan are not great. Let me no, put it that way. Okay. But one thing that would stand out to you with an HK24, for Sahagan to be this far north, that is interesting. You know for a fact that Sahagan are cold-blooded. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm. Mm. Cold-blooded in cold water. <laughs> yeah. In the frigid um, waters of the north. Um, after seeing the, the, the bit of food float to the surface, um, he like taps his body and realizes he left all of his inventory on the boat on the boat because he's diving in the water. He just gets part of his pelt and just like drops it in the water just to see if his like cloth rises like that or sinks to the ground as well. It's part of the pelt he's pulled off. He's just doing uh, impromptu <laughs> little science which, science there. Just so that I know which part of the pelt have you pulled off. Um, so I'll, I'll run like the waistband a bit. He's just like ripped off a little bit of the, like the, the outer, outer part, nothing structural okay. and just like yeah, yeah. puts his Not hand out and just like lets it go yeah. to watch it. Um, you're wearing animal hide, I believe all of your, all of your arm is animal yep. hide. You watch as it floats up yep. towards the surface. Yeah. And he's just. Actually, I would say quickly, quickly at first, and then it starts to slow down and then very slowly bobs up and down a little bit before finally reaching the surface above you. This feels like Wait. a child's afternoon show that's science is Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Science with Boulder. And that's our little ditty. Yeah. He's not going to teach you very much at all. Don't listen to him. It's time to learn some facts. <laughs> I'm going to learn you some science. <laughs> it's Boulder. Amazing. Boy. <laughs> it's time so, to learn some science, boy. Uh, yeah. Well, we're doing science with Boulder. Uh, yeah. KC will wander over and look at all the investigation that's going on as well. Yeah. Um, so Casey's walking so, on the bottom of the on the bottom of the uh, bottom of the ocean as Casey is made wandering, of metal. Just wandering, yeah, yeah, just literally walking. wandering over. Yeah. <laughs> um, in case you will see. Do we care to ask these some questions, as they indicate over at the the skeletal beings? Oh, well, that could be useful. I sort of uh, have, a, have another look again and go, they might yield answers. They, they seemed like they were caught unawares, though. Well, they will yield answers. Whether we care what those answers are is a different hypothesis. Mm -hmm. I can't hurt, I guess. You might be able to give us some advice as to like, perhaps where they were going or what they were doing here. Yes. Okay. Now or later? Well, uh, I believe it has. How long has it been since we've been in the water with the ocean? Oh, you've only been in the water for 20 oh, minutes not, or so, not, tops. Not that long. No, 20 minutes. Your dive time's 20 minutes. You've still got 40 okay. minutes left. I think. What's your potion of water breathing? I think that okay. is two hours, is it? One hour. One hour. So you've got 40 minutes left. That wouldn't even register on Casey's head. That no. There's a time limit on how long we can be down here. No, I mean at this point Casey yeah, hasn't even of... registered how he's going to get back to the boat at this point, which I quite enjoy. But um, <laughs> look, oh, right. I was thinking some sort of rope pulley system, <laughs> some sort of crane. <laughs> I'm salvage. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what would you guys like to do? Um, Baldor then turns and actually pays a bit more attention to what's going on from the, his pelt floating away. Um, and he finding out what happened to these people could help us to any other danger as well. Excellent, Baldor. I knew there was a reason that we continued our science lessons. Thank you. Thank you. We always, 
Always learn from the dead. Very good. Yeveth, collect the bones and we'll take them up. Keep them together, but as one, not as multiple. Oh, you're well, muted back. Um, Bodor helps as well. Just into separate piles and ready for taking up again. Alrighty, so Yeveth, you gather the bones together. Oh no, you're still muted, Matt. Ruh roll. Ruh roll. Uh, hey, that's oh, wait, hold on. No, there yeah. we go. I had to refresh my feed, sorry, because it was playing off. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, find the, uh, I find the nearest sort of intact body, I suppose, that's sort of yeah. loosely connected and yeah, sort of bundle that up and... Um, so I would say that um, there's there's at least one skeleton that is fairly intact. Most of the rest of them are kind of being cruck, uh, cracked or crushed. Yeah. Uh, crucked. Crucked is the cool. new word that we're using. A combination cracked and crushed. <laughs> crushed. I love it. Yeah. Um, most of them are crushed. There is one full skull and a couple of bones that kind of make up most of the torso. Arms, you've got no idea which arms belong to which. You kind of just gather together those ones. I mean, they're less important, right? As long as you can get the, yeah. the, the skull together, that's the most important bit. <laughs> Um, yep, but yeah, by, by the end of your yeah, you, you, by the end of it, you have a full skeleton. Uh, whether it's from the one person, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do my best. You just yep. gather all together. Um, yep. Yeah, fantastic. And then uh, yeah, as, as you turn back towards the group, um, you hear in your mind Shana uh, call out. Go. Yeah. So um, Leosin wants to know what the plan now is. Um, how are you guys doing down there? Uh, pretty good. Well, if uh, we can find out more information from someone who has died here, uh, yep. that's uh, the best lead at this point. I'm up for a bit of necromancy. What? Of well, course how long? Sure. How long would that take? Approximately six to eight seconds. Oh, well, mm. that's excellent. Perhaps we should do this in the comfort of. Uh, not the water. Hmm. Hmm. Is there anywhere else to interrogate down here? Well, we uh, haven't checked out the front of the ship yet. You haven't checked out the front of the ship at all, which uh, is where most of the cabins the are. The bow. The bow. The bow. Perhaps, perhaps the bow would be worth having a look at while we have uh, while we're down here. Yeah, I. That sounds good. Excellent. Let's go uh, <laughs> look at them, shall we? Bodo grabs his uh, great axe and walks that way. Yeah, yeah, this kind of paddles into the. While you the... guys are doing that, do you want to? I'm going to lower a rope down with a weight on it. Do you want to attach the bones to that, and I can bring them up, and then we can use that to get KC up afterwards. Oh yeah, of course, that sounds good. Hey, KC will stay there and help receive that and tie that up. Yeah, I yeah, guess I'll cool. just transfer the bones to you and sort of tie it up to the uh, to the rope, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Um, as you guys, so um, Baldur, Jin, and Yeveth, you guys are exploring the bow of the ship. Yeah, as you come towards the the back half of this cracked in half ship, um, you can see that there is a, a series. There's two decks basically. There's the lower deck, which looks to be cargo and things like that. The crates and barrels that used to be stored here for food. There's not many remaining. Nowhere near enough to supply a ship this size. You get the sense that most of the food and supplies have been taken away before the ship sank. But there are still some supplies there, as if the whoever it was was planning on coming back to this ship. Um, 
the upper deck uh, looks to be mostly accommodation and, uh, and places where people were sleeping. As you begin sort of moving down the corridor, you can see a number of the doors are opened. This area has mostly been um, cleared out. Whoever was staying in these rooms mostly has left. But would you guys like to make me an investigation check to see if you can pick out anything at all or any clues that have been left what behind? I'm, yeah, what I'm going to do is I think I'll help. So who is it? It's me. You, Baldur, and Yervis. <laughs> Zero. Okay. <laughs> hey. Zero. I might, I, might a... just do, I might just do an investigation yeah. check. Actually. Zero on investigation. Boulder. Um, How do I impede? As you're as you're swimming through, you actually get stuck between two open doors. Your <laughs> massive muscles <laughs> block oh the way. Um, oh wow! And as you're trying to like, door. as you're trying to like get free, um, you That's end up sort of like cutting away at one of the pillars with your axe trying to get yourself free, oh which God. causes the back section of the ship to partially collapse. <laughs> you have a natural one. Oh my God. As you Zero have a, and a one. Oh, fuck you now. <laughs> Two natural ones for investigation. So Jin, Jin, here's what happens. You no, no, swim I ahead. I want to hear what happens to you first. Oh yeah, no, no, I was just gonna say, you swim Yervith ahead. Boulder. From behind you, as you swim ahead, you hear this and as you turn around, you see Baldur has gotten stuck in one of the doors, and as he tries to cut himself free, he has collapsed part of the back of the ship. Yerveth, as he tries to swim through the small gap, immediately gets stuck. As he tries to get free, Baldur comes over oh with his axe God. and starts cutting away at the edge, collapsing the entire back half of the ship. <laughs> Baldur oh, and Yerveth, you're no. both outside the ship. As this collapses, the wake pushes you back. Jin is trapped inside the ship at this point. Oh no! Jin? Hey, I've got a 21. Jin? Um, um, <laughs> the back say, of the ship collapses. I will say to everybody <laughs> in the telepathic um, yeah. in the telepathic thing, I'll go, um, nice work. It's it's not too bad. I, I do have Dimension Door, so I can get out of here easily. Oh, enough. that's that's very happy. But I'd rather not use it if I can help it. Um, Perhaps we should... Thank uh, you both. Um, you have done... Yes. Look, I'm sorry. Great. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. What do I get with my 21? I would... uh, as you have a bit of a look around you, you can immediately cross off some of the rooms as having no useful information. Immediately recognize there's nothing of value in most of these rooms. But as you get a little bit further on, um, you notice one of the rooms is a little bit different. It looks to be maybe the captain's quarters or maybe some commander's quarters. The trimmings are just a bit nicer, the bed's just a bit nicer it kind of speaks out to you as being this is the quarters of someone slightly more important someone a bit higher up and as you have a bit of a look through you actually do find some interesting information the first thing you find is a uh, it looks like a section of slates that have maps and diagrams drawn on them that have been left behind it looks like these were attempts at copying a map there's a couple of different versions at some point some mistake was made crossed out and then abandoned. So all of them are slightly, they're, they're, they're all half finished. None of the maps are complete. But with your investigation of 21, as you have a bit of a look through, you can see there's a couple of spare slates and most of these maps, they weren't all started in the same position. There is a complete map here if you take the time to copy it across. With your investigation of 21, yeah, you can pick three of these slates, which if you sat down with a fresh slate, you could probably translate into a full map of the surrounding area. The okay. most important thing that you find is underneath the slate, on the back of one of the slates, is what looks like some sort of account, as if the person who 
wrote this needed something to write on very quickly, and the only thing I had at hand was these slates. Why that might be, you don't know, but whoever wrote this and whatever the reason was, it was written very hastily. Some of it's in shorthand, but there is what sounds almost like part of instructions written on the back of this. And as you, as you have a bit of a read through, this is what you see. Uh, you see, Authorator's lair must be kept secure. And then there's a series of shorthand notations, which are just literally symbols and letters, which you do not recognize. Right. Uh, underneath that, uh, you see, um, sorry, let me just pull open this next bit here. Uh, you see, the safest way through will be the ice caves. And then there's a series of maps, basically like this, like symbols of markings, which you recognize from the maps, which look to be some sort of like entrance doorway. It's kind of the impression you get from it. Um, and then you see, uh, yes, then you see, the horn cannot be blown for six days. After that point, we can summon more dragons. And that's where the shorthand cuts out. Ooh, okay. Could, um, could you do me a favor and just put that in the chat for me? Is that sure. okay? Yeah, it's fine. Perfect. That out, yeah. And I'll just, um, and I'll just put that in my notes. Can I take all this stuff with me and put it into yeah. my backpack is that yeah. are they are they like structurally sound enough after being in the water yep no no the slates they're um they're sections of stone that have been written on with oh, chalk yeah, yeah okay yeah, no, completely no, fine gotcha. cool well i'll take the slates with the instructions and i'll take the uh i'll take the slates the three slates that when combined make a complete map yep ice cave safest route horn cannot be blown for six days that's that's uh, the main stuff. While this is happening, I, Baldur and I are probably trying to get uh, Alarian out of the. Yeah, yeah. Th- and Baldur. KC would have face palms yeah. and said, <laughs> "Allow me." I, lo- I, I like the idea that Casey has help. like a smaller a smaller hand inside his hand that he uses for face palm. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like I face palm, like you go. What am I doing? And then this tiny totally palm goes like. <laughs> It would be nice um, to be sort of taken, like helped out of here without using the mention door. That's a fourth level spell slot. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Could so- there be a way to go on top of the ship then come down? Absolutely. Yeah. As as Baldor and Yerveth, you guys swim up and look over the top of the ship. You can see there is a hatchway that looks like it leads down to the lower decks. Um, what you do know straight away is that as the ship has sunk and gotten waterlogged, it looks like it has swollen. The wood has actually. It's swollen with the moisture, and it has actually sure. sealed shut. Um, but absolutely, if you guys want to make a strength check, you can try and open it. Or if you want to try something else. Mm. I see you have um, making a face. Are you not, you're not a strong boy. You're not a strunk boy. Definitely not strong. <laughs> I mean, I'm strong. Boulder's a strong boy. I'm Boulder to perhaps yeah. use his strength. Maybe we how, can use it um, a le- leverage situation. where we. How do play. you assist him? Tell me. This sounds interesting. Yeah, I was hoping to understand the door and then we can figure out is it just hinges? I was thinking, what what I was actually thinking is depending on how this hatch operates, I was thinking perhaps like wedging the axe in and then using it as like a leverage situation where we could maybe like. That that is assisting assisting Baldur. No, I love it. Baldur, you may roll a strength check with advantage, so athletics check with advantage if you like. Lovely. I will do this one twice. Nice. 21 and 17 17 is enough as is the 21 which is the one we're taking um yeah yeah but you sort of point out you go oh, maybe we could use the lever action if you, if you put the axe in here and then yeah, push against yeah. that it'll crack it open and then and Baldur's like yeah sure 
bam, the axe into the wood. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just like boom, boom yeah, pulls it yeah, down. Yeah. Um, there's this sudden creaking and groaning of wood and then the hatch bursts open and actually splits off its axis. <laughs> the axle that's holding in place cracks and the hatch sort of falls back and then floats slightly before cr- coming to a sort of crunch on the deck. Uh, below you, you can see Jin. Uh, looking up at you, uh, attracted by the noise, Jin, of, uh, of these guys like mucking about and being able to hear what they're up to, you kind of move back towards the hatch and as they crack it open, you're just there looking up and you can just swim out safely. Yeah, because they would have been able to hear everything they were yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jin, as you swim through the hatch... Jin, as you swim through the hatch, can I get a wisdom saving throw? No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is there anything of note that I notice when I'm down here while they're doing that? Other than uh, the No, that, that's that's... No, the, the main thing you found is that the information that I've given you about the, the map. Cool. That, um, the, um, the ice caves being the safest route. That That is, that's what you find. The rest Otto, of it's fairly um, innocuous. Glances around and looks for any sort of in like insignia or, or signs of where the ship was from or who owned it or anything of that sort. That's a very good question. Baldur, as you head sort of around swimming about looking, the name of this boat has been removed. It has actually been burnt off. It has been scorched oh, wow. off. Whatever this boat was called, name has been removed. Interestingly as well, the figurehead at the prow, looking at it maybe once was some sort of woman holding aloft a lantern, but again, it has been actively destroyed. This reeks to you of piracy. This ship was stolen and it has been defaced to prevent its identification. Uh, I would say that you immediately get that. No intelligence check required. That is really fucking clear. <laughs> no, this nope, ship, yeah. Uh, do we do we know how the ship was destroyed? Um, you know the townsfolk. Knowledge? You know the townsfolk sunk it. Um, you know oh, okay. they they uh, loaded. They fired some fireworks and cannons at it and sunk it without even checking it. They literally just opened fire oh, wow. when they saw the ship. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, would there be reckless. any like yeah. any sort of knowledge of like hidden locations like you know the, the glove box of I keep something special in there any like locations in a ship where any other documents we kept like and like behind the wheel of yeah. where the ships okay. um, you know is there anything like that any yeah. secret hiding spots that's a good question what's your background Baldur what's your are you a sailor by background by any chance uh no that's no. okay what is your background um, I think I'm not sure. Let's bring it into play, um, hey? It's one of those things that you pick you pick your background for your proficiencies and then you never fucking touch it again. No, yeah. not in this game. Yeah. I'm gonna make Honestly, you use your backgrounds. Bro, mine makes a lot of sense in shows. <laughs> athlete. So. Athlete, okay. Yeah. Athlete background. Is that a background athlete? Uh, uh background I think athlete, it is yeah. actually. I don't yeah. remember that one at all. That's hilarious. I never would have picked yeah. it. All my characters are like strength eight. <laughs> I only ever play like I only ever play bards or sorcerers or other like bullshit like that. Um, yep. Yeah. I well, I was I never get to play so. <laughs> that, there's yeah, that as well. Athlete. Yeah. Um, Tom, as sorry, Boulder. I should say, Boulder. As you have a bit of a think through, like you're you're sort of trying to think through, like where would people hide something? Um, do you want to make me a, I would say either a wisdom or an intelligence check, flat wisdom or intelligence check, your choice. Here we go. Get some whiz. Come on, ball. Classic, classic. Anything non-strength related, don't don't (laughs) worry. (laughs) Seven. Um, yeah, as, as you're thinking, you're like, why would they move stuff away from room? (laughs) <laughs> where else where else is there to hide than room 
Um, the room. You've, have the... you checked the room? Yeah, <laughs> I did not do it. Jin. I did not. Oh, hi, oh, hi Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Yervith. Uh, I yeah, did not so you... hit her. I did not. Um, I did hit her. I did. Me, That's it. Um, <laughs> you're tearing me apart, Baldor. Uh, yeah, so you're not 100% sure. Yeah, actually, if you would think, there's nowhere that stands out to you that immediately might be a good place to hide stuff. Um, you think of the obvious places. Those locations you suggested, like behind the wheel and things like that, you go and check. You get the sense yeah. that if there was anything hidden in those locations that was paper or lighter than water, it has floated away or yeah. been lost during the shipwreck. There are no things that you find in those locations that stand out to you as being of any importance. Um, you do find at the you do find at the helm uh, where the ship uh, where the wheel of the ship is. You can actually you, you find underneath that there is a series of charts and maps, but these have been completely oh, yeah. ruined by the water. It doesn't look like these were waxed at all, and they have just become completely waterlogged. The ink has run all over the pages. Really pages poor. Sort of... Yeah, uh, it's, just, also, it's just a smudge. Yeah, I figured out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like. I it's like a Rorschach test as <laughs> you're looking at it, Baldur. <laughs> you're like, you see like two doves and then you see like a mother dove leaving her baby dove. Yeah. And it's just like really real for you. Chuck <laughs> it in a tub of one rice, chaos. man. <laughs> the water damage will fix it right up. Yeah. I imagine a shipwreck near like a, like a town though. I imagine this has already been pretty well looted. Well, that's the like thing. You know from the townspeople or... that they haven't spent much time here. Um, what, what you know from the timeline of the ship is that the ship came past, the cultists attacked and raided parts of the town. They attempted to trade. The townspeople were not, the, the residents of Drifthaven, the city, were not interested in interacting with these people. Um, you're not quite sure why. You never quite understood what the reason for that initial tension was. I don't think that was ever told to you and you never sort of asked follow-up questions. So you're not sure why the townsfolk and why the residents of Drifthaven were mistrustful of, the, of this group. Mm. But whatever the reason was, when they didn't get what they wanted by negotiation, the Cult of the Dragon, the Order of the Dragon, took it by force um, and launched an attack during the night on Drifthaven and stole things from their warehouse, stole things from the general food supply, and then took the ship. It took the residents about six hours to muster their forces and actually get a bunch of ships ready. They were able to recruit some, uh, let's call them privateers, recruit some privateers to come and assist. And they, as soon as they saw the ship, opened fire without question and sunk it. Um, they were very surprised that no returning fire came and they could see clear tracks and sled marks in the snow. So they figured that they had left across the ice. Um, just, and their logic was... The, yeah? Yeah, go, just go. stating the obvious, do the, does the damage on the ship line up with that story? Just yes, to, it does. Yes, it does, absolutely. You can see a yeah. number of uh, areas where the deck has been splintered, probably by cannon fire. And the central sure. crack, it looks like that um, a very well-placed cannon shot actually took out not only the central section where the decks join, so the gap between the upper and lower deck, it actually cut through and then arced up and took out the underside of the mast, which basically caused the ship to crack in half. You get the sense as well that this ship was already a bit unstable with the shifting sea ice. All it took was a really solid hit to knock it into a bunch of icebergs and may help to crush it as well. Um, it, it does line up, I would say. Cool. But yeah, that's a good question. Right. Very good question. I like that you guys aren't just trusting the... What the NPCs tell you, that's good. Oh, you know, no. Without Claire here oh. to yell insight check at the top of her voice, you guys haven't been asking for many insight checks, so it's, it's good to Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess the only other thing that would be of note then would be this, uh, the Sekuigan Trident. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. kind of interesting. Absolutely. And as, as Yerveth kind of thinks this through, because you're kind of, you're all psychically linked at the moment, it's the difference between sort of saying things out loud and thinking things is very 
arbitrary at this point. Um, yeah. yeah, as as Jin is sort of saying, oh, does, does it look like it's been picked clean by the townsfolk? Uh, Yerveth, your thought about the Sahagan, the, the Sahagan, that, that sounds a bit more realistic. And as you look at the supplies that have been cracked open, it doesn't make any sense that the cult would leave barrels open in their mm. deck. If they were preserving food to have a return trip, why would they then have barrels open? And most of these yeah. barrels have been cracked open or split on the lower deck. There's not many of them. Definitely looks like supplies were taken too, but yeah, you get the sense yeah. that this ship has been raided and looted at some point, but not by the townsfolk. Yeah, I sort of, I guess that mentally kind of like maybe resonates back with to to, to Larian. I kind of just think it, I think it through and I said, it's probably the Sahilgan. But why they, why are they so fun? As a as a behind sense. the screen, I have no idea how to pronounce Sahagan. I've always I've always said Sahagan, but now I'm not so sure. I think I thought it was Sahagan, <laughs> but I could be wrong too. Let's see. Chat. Weird. How do you pronounce How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Chat. <laughs> so, how? It's one of those weird. Sahagan. Yes. It, do you know what? Words. It genuinely could be either Sahagan, Sahagan, Sahujan. Genuinely, you could pronounce it anyway. Carry on. We'll just we'll just pronounce it anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So yeah, I, bas I basically relay that to Larian, saying, wasn't probably wasn't the village people, but these underwater critters, Sakurgan, more than likely, were the ones that uh, raided this ship. Perfect. Sounds right. I uh, don't think there's much more we can glean from these uh, from this shipwreck. Should we uh, head back up to the surface? Um, yeah, let's, let's go up to the, the surface. Back yeah. to the ship. Let's, let's do it. Fantastic. Yeah, so um, a smaller anchor that looks to be used to anchor the ship to uh, probably docks and things like that when they need to be anchored to a, a, a land dock when it's in skyship form. Mm -hmm. Comes down, weight's a bit less uh, heavy, a bit less intense, but on a, on a much stronger cable. And uh, Casey, you are offered that to get on here from above. Um, Shana sort of saying, Leosin says to, to step onto this and hold on tight. Uh, and he also says to keep your fingers free of the mechanism, whatever that means. Not sure about that. Well, a mechanism is in fact a device that allows and will then just go on to explain the definition of <laughs> and the as you, as, as you start that, as you start that with a jerk, it begins shooting up very, very quickly. And you, you guys will hear like in his mind, it continues completely unaffected by the sudden increase in, the, in velocity. As Casey goes, yeah, so a mechanism is, and you just see him go shoot up into the water. Uh, the rest of you who uh, actually do need to worry about your, uh, your ability to ascend and descend quite quickly are swimming up a little bit slower. Uh, and as you get towards the surface of the water, you've probably got about 10, 15 minutes left of your water breathing. So as you break the surface of the water, there's sort of a moment of disorientation as your bodies are still trying to breathe water. And there's a bit of like a coughing sort of moment as you vomit up the water that you've been breathing and then switch back to breathing air. Yeah, that's right. It's not pretty. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> KC says, so uncivilized. Nice. Very nice. Uh, Leosin uh, leans over the deck of the ship and uh, points towards the nearest ice floe. It looks like there's been a bit of an effort to put down some carved uh, steps and things like that. And the ship has now been anchored quite securely to two different flows of ice, two different icebergs. Um, nice. And the propellers have been left on, keeping them both taut so the ship isn't going anywhere, but it's also not going to be at risk from crashing into any icebergs. Right. Um, what, did you, what, did you, what did you find down there? Shana didn't have much information for me. She said there was a giant eel and then she... Uh, how did she phrase it? And then I fucked off. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'll sort of get up on the on the deck. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got a bit luckier than our friends here, and I sort of give like a look at Boulder and Yervith. Why are you looking at me for? This was all his fault. He pointed at Boulder. <laughs> I yeah. I I uh, shoulders. Sorry. It's okay. Yes. Well. Anyway, um, and I present the 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 slate slates, slats. Did what did you say again? Slates. 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 Yes, slates. I, I present them, and um, I sort of show, sort of, the three that sort of make a map, and then I show them the instructions. The one that has the instructions. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was a bit more, shall we say, um, observant of my surroundings. And like, can I look at the you two again? Oh yes, very observant. <laughs> You're the best, Alarian. I didn't make half the ship, you know, collapse, and then lock me in the ship. But well, we got you out. I we, never would have got wreck. out though if you hadn't. And to be fair, that ship was already a shipwreck anyway, so you know it was just getting even more shipwrecked. So it's all good. We did yes. save, and I did find <laughs> this, and I. Pre oh. Present the uh, aluminium trident and sort of wave that in the air. <laughs> I do like one clapping. And I did find the gold. Um, I sort of bypass that though, as he's waving around his uh, trident. But yes, um, these instructions. This could be key. Um, this person's lair must be protected. Ice cave safest route. And this is the one that probably strikes out the most for me. Horn cannot be blown for six days. After that, more dragons can be summoned. When was the horn last blown? Well, that is a very good question. Would I know... Well, thinking about it now, Owen, sitting on this ship, hmm. how many days would I sort of re like sort of rem like it's hard to sort of it's been three days since you last heard the horn okay oh shit. three days three days okay yeah i'll sort of look off in the distance i'll sort of be sort of thinking to myself and i'm uh three three days hmm. we have three more days before more dragons can be summoned um correction we don't know that for certain it was six days from the point of writing the horn may not have been blown that day it's a very good point we don't actually well, know when it was written it could have been written it says six days but but the horn may have been blown three days prior to that which would be nine days from blow to blow potentially but i know when the horn was blown how many how many times is the horn blown once? You've heard it twice. Aha, uh -huh. well, my bad. It's yeah. been a while. You heard it once in, in Palin, um, the council meeting, your first council of Palin meeting. I do remember that. That's what disrupted the meeting, and then you heard it again um, in the jungles of Munia. Uh, I did not know that. And how many days were between those two? Uh, as, as you begin to think about it, uh, as you begin six to think days. about it, Jin, about six days. <laughs> oh shit! Ooh. So I'll sort of sit there and like, wait. No, not one. The horn's been blown twice, <laughs> and I'm sort of sitting there. Oh wow! 
six days between each pawn signal. The last one was three days. We do have three days before the next horn will be burned. Baldor is also thinking about that very hard as well, and he, he's starting yeah. to nod. Casey will <laughs> lean over to Baldur and help with the fingers and put down four fingers and push up <laughs> <the> six <laughs> fingers. When, when, Bal, when Baldor is like sitting there, oh, like amazing. really thinking hard, I'm going to yeah. stare at him like expectantly, like as if like he's on the verge of a breakthrough. So I'm just sitting there watching him. What and then like the, six, the sixth finger, <laughs> yeah, the sixth one pops up and sort of his eyes and looks up and looks at everyone and being like, it could be, it could be three more days. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, celebrates like Kevin from the office. Like, yes. <laughs> Leoson looks towards uh, probably Jin at this point. He's not joining the celebrations. Um, I'm sort of like a little bit like, uh, what, okay. what, 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 what's going on? Why, why are we celebrating him doing what I would classify as basic math? I sort of look off uh, like Leos and I just sort of shrug. I'm like, Fair I sort of look at him and go, look, I'm not the one who hired them. And I look at him. Oh. Hey. <laughs> I, look, would could, we hear could... that? <laughs> I, I I didn't do it very loud. You, I I didn't do it like. What's your passive perceptions? Though. So yeah, let's go off your passive perceptions. What's your passives? Also, how much <laughs> would, would there be an elite through of the, the telepathic <laughs> is still going with that? Oh, how long true. does the telepathic I last for? It, I An said hour, it. I didn't say I it. In my oh, so that's wearing off too. So that's wearing off with the water brain. Yeah. Um, the yeah. What's your passives? If you're above 13. 13. I have a oh, 21 okay. passive perception. 11. Definitely 11. Okay, so unfortunately, neither of you are above 13. So I said, above 13 is what you needed to hear him. Unfortunately, neither of you picked that up. Um, Admittedly, like, Yovit does, but this isn't really directed to him, so. No, I know. Like, I I'm just like, hey, man. <laughs> 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 not, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> You're being a bit of a dick right now, Jin. Um, Shana, yeah, Shana sort of looks over, uh, looks over at the lot of you and goes, right, so what's. What's the plan next? Where, where are you headed? What, what are we doing? I look at uh, KC expectantly and go, uh, I think you were going to speak to our skeletal friend here. I can. We would have questions of five. Uh, that is in fact five questions of which we may ask of the creature. Okay. Hmm. We may want to work that out before the ritual. That would be wise. Or just wing it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. How long? <laughs> Mysterious place in the air. <laughs> I'm not going to just wing it. Um, yes, no, we should probably figure that out. Um, How long go. will it talk to us? Uh, okay, so what I'm looking at is speak with dead. Yes. yes I think it's quite clear. So it has a duration of 10 minutes. Yes, you got oh. ten minutes to ask you questions. Uh, I mean, chances are this fellow's probably. I mean, he might be important. He might know who this uh, Arutator is, Arutator, whatever his name is. He might know who he is. Um, Good question. Sorry, the KC. Are they obliged to answer our questions, or can they lie? 
Like, what what is the what are, what are the restrictions we're playing with? Um, so until the spell ends, you can ask the corpse up to five questions. It only knows what it knew in life, including the languages that it knew. Answers are usually brief, cryptic, or repetitive, and the corpse is under no compulsion to offer a truthful answer if you are hostile uh-huh. or it recognizes you as an enemy. There it is. Oh, if it knows this is an, an enemy. it recognizes you as an enemy. Well, uh, and it, it's, it can't learn new information. It doesn't comprehend anything that happened since it died, and it cannot speculate about future events. Ooh. Okay. So what that happened to it idea. since it died can't tell you. Oh, okay. So Casey, hey, you want to role play how? Like, you're just gonna we're just gonna say sort of what Owen said. Uh, yes, it will answer, but it will have it will answer as if it was answering. It is under no compulsions, and may not want to answer. But it will say something. Huh. Well, maybe they might be a little bit more. Um, what's the word? They might be a little bit more prone to answering if I appear as this person. Owen, I turn myself into Talus the White. Ooh, interesting choice. Uh, you she watch is as the white Jin. Mask yeah. The wearer at the moment. Well. That's where uh, it gets uh, tricky because you know Varum is the white mask bearer. No, but Varum isn't. Talus got the white mask. Remember? You actually don't know who stole the mask. You just know that Varum mm. lost it. Your suspicion is that Varum, uh, that uh, Talus took it, but you don't know that. You know she had designs on stealing it, uh, and she tried Good to repeat you guys to steal it. But you have no idea who has the white dragon mask at this point. You don't know. I think I think you have suspicions definitely, but you don't know. Okay, so it's either Talus or Varum that I'll impersonate. I mean, Varum's an easy one. You, you, if you want to look like Varum, you just go downstairs and look at him. <laughs> He's in the holes. Yeah. He's in the brig. Okay, I'm going to try Varum. It's pretty... It, it was pretty recent that he became what he is now, a blustering bl- yeah. yeah. mess. But like literally very, very recent. Yeah, I think it was Ellie. three days ago. It was literally... La- as so, you were in Nunia, you guys caused him to go mad. So, yeah. so this yeah. dead person won't be otherwise like aware. Um, okay, I'll go with Varum because I sort of know a bit more of his situation. I don't know what Talos is doing at the moment. No, you got an idea. We'll go. Okay, we'll go with that. I'll, I'll, I'll dress up. I'll sort of dress up as Varum. I'll do a disguise self to copy his clothes, um, yep. and I'll look exactly like him. It might yep. help that there's an upper me looking like an upper sort of person will help. Um, My question is: Does your disguise two... include the white mask or not? Because you don't know what that looks like. I don't think I would do it because I don't yeah. know what it looks like. I can't make. I could like. I could probably like go with a very generic looking one, but yeah. Have I seen any other masks? No, Have you guys haven't. Any? You've actually not seen a single dragon mask at this point. Okay. You have no idea what they look like. I, I won't do it because it's just a bit too it's too risky. risky. Too risky. No. I'd rather. Okay. Yeah, the facial recognition might be better anyway. But, um, yeah, so you uh, watch uh, as, um, as Jin takes on this dwarven form, um, great big bushy beard with these long sideburns that peel up and then curve around the back of the head into this very bizarre-looking um, hairstyle. Tattoos of uh, draconic forms across his bald head and across the back of his head, uh, and his eyes take on this very dark, um, low, heavy-set appearance, so very heavy into the back of his head. Um, 
and yeah, the clothes you picked are his robes, not tattered, obviously, the clothes he's wearing now are very tattered and very broken, but the clothes that you pick are what they probably would look like fully, um, fully, uh, looked after. Could you roll me a performance check, please, Jin? Um, sure. As you try and perform like Varum. 18. Oh, 10. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. That's pretty good. Alrighty. And... I don't actually know... Okay, yeah, so you actually told... We told Baldur and Casey what I am, at yeah. least at a game. Yep. But in Casey, game, I am a changeling. Changeling. Casey, are you casting Speak With Dead? No. Let's not do no, that. No, I was okay, going to work out the questions first, right? Yes, let's work out the questions first. Uh, fair enough. What's... I don't know what, what Varum sounds like again. I do... Varum I sounds like the classic... Uh, Duergar. The Duergar voice I use, a Scottish accent. I can't with a much do your voice gravelly. like that. That's okay. I suck at it, so That's okay. I'm going to attempt to do a deep voice and just pass it off as Varum. That's fine. I'll take that. Right, so uh, well, what's, what's questions should we ask? I feel that this may have to come from you all. We are only new here and we don't exactly know what information you are seeking good point i just want to know the easiest way to the the poor safest path okay well like let's i'm not gonna i'm just gonna talk normally um well first question probably would be i guess we're gonna get some context of who they are like we think that the the dragon cult um so we could ask him uh but if I'm Varum, that would just sort of insinuate that. That would be weird. Remember that the corpse isn't... It, it's the semblance of life. It's not actually capable of critical thinking. Um, okay. Speak with dead. It just gives it the semblance of life and intelligence, allowing it to answer questions you pose. It doesn't return the creature's soul to it, only animated spirits. Thus, it can't learn new information, doesn't comprehend anything that's happened to it since it's died, including while speak with dead is active, and it can't speculate about future events. So... Um, Keep that in mind that it's not able to process the information that you give it per se. Right. I reckon I reckon it's our first question basic. should be, what was your mission out here? I think if we can figure that out, then even we could even adapt some of our questions on the fly, depending on what their mission was out here. Because we don't okay. actually really know that, do we per se? Not particularly. That sounds smart. So find that out first. We can write some other questions, but that might alter our response. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll write them out in chat. So I've written that down. I'll write them yeah, all down. Very nice. I like that. Sweet. Would Has we want to ask about who their commander is? It could be worthwhile. We could if ask we... who's in command. Mm. So it's not per se, so not per se like who's your commander. That's mm. a bit more specific for the dead. He might let you say, "I have no commander." If you if you ask who is in command, who was in command, you might they might give us more of an idea of who's out here commanding them. Who was who was in command? I guess it's past tense, isn't it? We're asking the dead like questions, like that happened in the past. Um, um, should we should we ask? Where are the um, allies? Where? Oh, yeah. hold on. We've got oh, a few people come in. No, I, th I think that's a good idea. What, what what you said, Casey? What was it, Casey? I missed it. 
where are their allies? Were there others that left? There were allegedly trails. Why were they still on the boat? Yeah, that's a good Quite. question. <clears throat> we know that was, some of them uh, must have disembarked, but yes, where their, their, their whereabouts would be important. Yes, I was going to say, why have this? Why has this group been sent? Because we know the horn had been blown before this group got here. So why are they here? What's the purpose? Why were you sent here? Hmm. Could be a good one. We don't really know that. Um, Where did you come from? Where did they go? Yeah. Where did they come from? Isn't that just basically like, what was your mission at here? Yeah, it's true. Yep. I guess another good question (laughs) then is what what dangers were you prepared for? Because whatever they're prepared for, maybe we should be prepared for. Where did they come from? Actually, what location? Yeah. Yeah, we that's, that's Yeah. We have five already. Um, who was your, what, what was your mission out here? Who was in command? Where are their allies? Where are your allies? Why were you sent here? That Jin's right. What, that does kind of fall under what was your mission? What dangers were you prepared for? That's the five questions we have. I, th- I, th- I think the uh, fifth question should be, where did you come from? Okay. I think take out number four. That one's, that's just a repeat of Jin's question. Oh, why take are you out, here? Take yeah, why are you here is the same as what's your mission. Same thing. So f- what do we want to say instead? What Jin said then. What was it, Jin? I missed it. Um, basically what Casey said before. Um, where where did you, know, you come from? Where did you come from previously? Like, where were you before this mission? Where, where did you, uh, uh, Casey? How did you, how did you put it? Where did you come from? <laughs> Is that really what it was? Yeah. You said it differently than that. No. You <laughs> said it way better than last time. No. I no. did just quote. What location did you come from? What location did you come from? That's not too bad. I, I just answered his. I said his question again, except I said the Cotton Joe. Cotton Joe. Where did you come from? Where did you come from? Where did you come from? sideways with that. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Perfect. KC, are you casting Speak with Jed? <clears throat> yes. Um, so. I will say before everyone. Yes. Is it all right if I speak here? Um, I look like a person who's in. Who has a certain command in the order? Does uh, does Casey need to be the one to speak it though? If he's the one casting spell? Actually, rules as written, no. Yeah. It says you grant the semblance of life, allowing it to answer the questions. Oh no, the questions you pose. Actually, I think Casey does need to be the one to ask it. But well, I am going to say that. I, I, as long as I can be, I'll be in the background and just say that Casey's like my like my the vessel I'm speaking through. I'll be in the, the background. Questions you pose. I'm going to say that I will allow anyone that it can hear to. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going to say that you can't. That anyone, not just the caster, can speak to it. I'm going to. I'm going to argue that because it doesn't. When it says you, it doesn't specify like the caster. And sometimes spells do say the caster if they're specific for the person doing it. This one says you, which I'm going to imply is a collective you. I'm gonna I'm gonna DM rules this. I think that one is not That's specifically fair. saying it has to be the caster. Therefore, it doesn't have to be the caster. Cool. Um, so Casey says yes. I 
must be the one yes. to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love it. But I think with some effort, I may be able to transfer that over to yourself. As a dwarf, a, a nod. Well, uh, I think there's nothing left to do but uh, ask away. Casey, I think... Uh, so Casey ready. will kneel down to begin casting and... Yeah. You can see it looks like there are some runes engraved in different locations all over KC, sort of on the arm and on the leg. But you can't quite make them out because they sort of start to glow and they get too bright to really be able to tell what they are. With that, the light extends out of KC's hand into the head of this pile of bones. You watch as the head begins to, the skull begins to rise up and some of the bones rise up and match on until it forms a humanoid form. Most of the bones stay lying on the ground, having not come from this corpse, but the bones that are associated with this corpse do rise up and attach in their location. So you can see there are a couple of finger bones. Uh, there's an ulna, one of the arm bones, uh, the hips and the spine are mostly intact. And there's a single leg, uh, part, of the, um, part of the femur and uh, the lower tibia and fibia connected on as well until it forms the semblance of a human body but leaves a large pile of bones on the bottom of the earth and you, as you look you're like oh there's two hips in that pile hmm. yeah that could have been uh, a good, good way uh, um but as as the as the skeleton rises up and then begins sort of floating in place you hear this <gasps> speak um cool so i sort of look at everyone i sort of nod and I move forward and so you can only hear us can he he can't actually see us can he you're not really 100 percent sure yeah there's no eyes it's just a skeleton um you get the sense this is probably some sort of sense because he the, the skull the skull looks at the, whoever's closest so whoever moves closest to it the skull turns to look at that okay. it it can feel our presence not see or hear but somewhat feel I sort of move forward and um I sort of just sort of talk in Varum's voice. Yep. Aye, well, it's be me, Varum. Um, the white mask wearer of the Order. I have some questions for you. Um, so, I shall start. What was your mission out here? We, we were to reinforce the garrison in Orathator's lair. The horn is unguarded. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. That's, I'm not saying this. <laughs> Trouble with the hag and Sargon have stretched our forces thin. Did he say hag? That's what you thought See you had. Well, yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay. Um. Well, next question, lad. Um, who was in command of your expedition? Talis the White was in command. Yeah. She's here. Um, 
Now, your allies that left the ship and went on a bit of a bit of a scouting mission. Who were they? Where who were are they? your allies? Well, I heard who I did, were they. I did. I did. I did ask <laughs> where are your allies originally. Yeah, that's true. I will. I will be a nice DM, even though you that you you got a little bit confused. There. I just I elaborated nice a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where are your allies? They have taken the ice tunnels. Because it can't speculate about the future, that's the last thing it knew that they were taking the ice tunnels. Sorry. What um? What location did you come from? This expedition. Oxenfurt, our secret headquarters in the heart of the city. Oh, okay, that's juicy. Before you ask the next question, Casey's going to throw up a hand real quick yes. and quickly get everyone to come together. Yes. Should we ask them how many there were? If they were all going to the one location, presumably we'll want to go there. Should we ask them how many? I I, I think I have a different question, lad. Where, where, the, where are the ice tunnels? I prefer to know the exact location of the secret headquarters. Oh. oh. In Oxenfurt. Well, what, what about the ice Actually, <laughs> well, I do have a map. That's so the, true. The, the, okay, so the slats that we have, uh, how we put three together to create a map. The slates, yes. show where the ice yes. caves are. They do. There's a series oh. of pathways marked around here. One of them takes you across the sea ice, uh, and leads around a series of glaciers and a series of um, fissures of ice. All right. Another pathway leads directly into a series of tunnels that seem to carve down under the water. Um, and then the last pathway looks like it heads up a series of jagged cliffs along the edge of a rather large iceberg. So we know that the ice caves are the safest route. I, I would probably assume that you have been know that information prior to this, so I would not yeah, share the ice caves. Yeah, I, so think, um, I think Jinjij did share that. Yeah, I yep. did. I did. I showed everyone. Yep. I, I sort of put it down on the on the deck of the ship and I do showed everyone. Um, okay. so we can ask. We can ask what dangers were you prepared for, or the the Oxenfurt secret headquarters. Like that's, that's a juicy. pretty that's juicy, but that's also a very broad. Like it's just oh, we have a secret headquarters, but I wouldn't mind knowing the exact sort of rem like sort of the exact. Um, particulars of that. Well, I mean, we could figure that out if we went back in Oxenford, surely, between us. Should we ask how they get into the secret location? That's a good point. Or, like, even, like, the exact location of the secret headquarters. It just says in the heart of the city. If he tells us, like, an actual, like, sewer grate or something, we could, we actually know, then we would actually know the exact location. Because what dangers were you prepared for? Like that, that is definitely handy. But like for the most part, when we journey in the ice caves, we'll probably be able to accommodate most dangers. We're, we're fairly like well prepared. I think if we can find the heart of this dragon cult and stop them in their tracks, that might be valuable information to the uh, to the Tempest Guild. That just quickly though, I'm thinking about mm -hmm. it, if they've got a secret head, this is all a bit more out of game. 
if they got a secret headquarters in Oxenford, they could have a secret headquarters in Palin as well, the other main capital. It's possible. That's mm. definitely possible. That'd be concerning. Shit. Should we actually ask if there's a secret headquarters in Palin as well? Would he even know where, that? Where are there other secret bases? That's... Ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Spicy. That's not a bad one. It depends. It... I don't know how many answers Owen would give us for that. Ah, oh, shit. This last question is juicy. Yeah. It's yeah. a juicy one. As opposed to, is there one in Palin? That's just a yes or no. Whereas there's yeah. a chance we may get yeah. a list out of... I mean, to be fair, the Speak of the Dead, we might get a very cryptic answer too. It, it, he could, could just literally say that we're everywhere and that would be the answer. <laughs> well, don't give him ideas. Or hold on, we could say, what are the exact locations of your, um, your secret headquarters in the world? That is technically mm. one answer. That is that's, one question. That's true. Yeah, you could say that. That's so. That's very specific. Oh, what, what do we reckon, guys? What are we, what are we thinking? Do we want to go with that one? I think so. Alrighty. Okay. I sort of. I I also I say what I said then. Um, I look at the the corpse and again. Hey lad, where are the exact headquarters uh, locations in the world? On Oshia, Oxenfurt, Palin, the Elemental States, Dralmethion, the continent of Almia, Dolbladur, the continent of Chiari, Theloxer, and on the continent of Liela, Port Haven. There's a lot. <laughs> These guys are very well prepared. You need to write that down. It's bad news. I'll type that one up for you. Um, basically, Thank every you. major continent uh, and capital city, the answer is yes. So on Oshia, um, Oxenfurt and Palin, Oxenfurt the trading hub, Palin the capital city, on Dolbladur, um, sorry, sorry, no, sorry, on um, on Balmia, which is the dwarven continent, Dolbladur, which is the uh, dwarven capital city, the mountain dwarf stronghold. On the continent of Chiari, which is the home of the Dragonborn and the Dragons, Veloxur is the capital city there. Uh, and then Liela, which is sort of this newly discovered continent, a little bit like America during the um, during the, found, the, the discovery of America by the Western civilizations. Um, Port Haven is this new settlement that's been set up there only in the last five years. And they're saying that they have a, a base of operations on uh, well, Liela and Port Haven as well. That's like everywhere then. Well, this is good. Um, this is still good yeah. information to give to like the Harpers and stuff that can actually act on it. Yeah, yeah I was gonna is, say, this is bad. <laughs> you can, you can no, this is really on. bad. The fact that they're so widespread is just insane. Uh, and I, with I that, think, I, I, oh sorry, oh sorry. Yeah. I was no, no, gonna no, say, yeah. I, I guess you have probably being one of the newer recruits to the whole Tempest Guild and this group in general. You know, only finding out that this demonic, uh, godlike creature is being summoned. After hearing all of his act, he's even more just like, oh, fuck. Like, this is a, this is huge. Like, I guess up to this point, Temple like, in the Jungle wasn't, you know, enough yeah. of like a dead giveaway and everything. Like, this is, it has solidified that this is a clear presence. Yeah, kind of until this point, it's been very personal for Yervis, but this is kind of the point where Yervis like, yeah, this is bigger than just me. <laughs> this is, yeah. yeah, this is a lot bigger 100%. than just me. Casey's sort of going to see that reaction and wander over and say, it is okay. You will progress within the guild 
And when you are at our level, you will better be able to handle these scenarios. <laughs> oh, I love nothing. it. <laughs> I, I guess. So, oh. You're welcome. That's kind of a backhanded compliment, I want to say. But, um, oh, man. Rank. My, our rank of full member. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. I do love that you guys have come in as guest characters, but technically you do outrank both you have that Well, for the guild, anyway. Oh. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Was, uh, that was one of my better trolls, I think. I sort of, I do look at JC and I, I sort of go, um, I just want to just, I'll just quickly add this in. I think being part of the Harpers is well above your status as a full member of the guild, but whatever, whatever you believe, that is fine. Sorry, what was that? What? What, uh, what do you mean? Uh, nothing? Harpers? At this point, oh. um, at this point, Leo Simpson goes, yeah, um, Jin, not to tell you how to do your job, but as a member of a secret society of spies, and maybe it's best not to, to just say their name around places. Well, Harper's is decently well known for the most part. I mean, to be in, fair, Leo, we are in the middle of an ice field in the north. Yeah, it's fair, know. but if he doesn't, if he doesn't practice this now, when's he going to practice it? Look, I'm pretty good with this. That's a good point. I just, I just got a bit. I just sort of Triggered. look around, and I just sort of. It just pains me when people who are well be below my birth, you know, decide to sort of speak out of turn. <laughs> I, I can imagine that that I'm would be difficult. This, I'm saying this <laughs> um, with a bit of a, of a smile on my face. So I'm not like angry or like hurt. I'm just sort of like I'm yep. just just sort of in my playful mood. I'm yep. I'm definitely like. I, I, I don't know how Casey would take because you're a robot, but like, I would. Like... Casey, Casey will then put a hand on your shoulder and say, I know exactly what you mean, and stay straight in the eyes. <laughs> Amazing. Close <laughs> <laughs> to the ballroom, be like, ah. Oh. Sort of... oh, man. That's Our inspiration. We're about to fight each other. That's inspiration. That's inspiration. <laughs> Taking inspiration, Jacob. That's great. That's hilarious. <laughs> you made a tear come out of my eye. That's inspiration. <laughs> a tear. Yeah. Single tear. Um, Leo kind of like steps in the pose. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, boys, you both make daddy proud. Now, can we focus on what we're doing? What's the plan? Where are we going from here? Because that list of things that that corpse just read out uh, does quite considerably concern me. Uh, that's sort of like every think, capital city. Yeah, Leosin, you should probably let the guild know about this. Um, this is pretty information. This is pretty critical information. I'm I'm thinking it's vital that we get some boots on the ground and try and find someone who can begin to investigate. Well, you, you have your contacts in Oxenford, obviously, and perhaps the other cities as well. I don't know how far-reaching the Tempest Guild is. Uh, no, uh, not not very far reaching. It's uh, it's the people you see before you, plus Mira and Loki. <laughs> That's the Tempest Guild right now. Oh. Some other. Yeah, we're not big. We're very small. <laughs> we're, a minor, we're a minor guild. Oh well, Zoo, yeah, that's true. That's true. But Azua's managing administrative duties, and and then we've also got a Furbolg. Um, oh. It's like, and then we've got some gnome who's a bit crazy and invents things, and that's it, really. In all honesty, it's quite a small guild. Ah, uh, I thought Azua might be able to muster up some reinforcements back hey, look he's but... persuasive I'll let him know we'll see what we can organize that's not a bad idea okay do you have communication methods 
I can cast the spell Sending uh, once per day. Excellent. I can assist you in that if there is more than one message requiring to be sent. That is very good to know. I will keep you posted. But so, not by mail, because no, that would be No, no, I will, I will tap you on the shoulder and I will say, Casey, I require your sending. Excellent. Um, so aside from that critical information, uh, probably should head to the ice tunnels, trace the steps of these uh, reinforcements. What What was that they said about a sea hag? Sea hag and Sahuagin, their, their reinforcements were stretched thin because of them, which makes sense considering... They were down there. Don't know why they're so far north. Uh, doesn't seem to line up with my understanding of the Sahuagin. Sea Hag, sure. But so no, that makes sense to me. I thought they were cold-blooded. I did as well. Why would they be in the frozen north? What, what reason would they be here? If we're going the hierarchy of questions, how, how are they here? That's uh, a bit concerning. Wait, wait, wait. The Sahuagin been around since the ruin. Yes. They aligned themselves with the trading gods, right? Created by them, I think, yeah. Hmm. Perhaps a promise of reunion brought them back here. Oh, shit. If, if they were tipped off that the trading gods were returning, I would flock to the nearest point. I, you've just raised a question that I don't think any of us have asked. Do we really think it's going to stop with just Tiamat? Well, we, oh. I mean, we've been focusing on stopping Tiamat. What if this is all the gods, all, all the betrayer gods coming back? Well, we know that the ritual is can be for any god. I'm sorry, not what? Just Tiamat. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah, Leosin doesn't know this yet. You haven't told oh. me. Oh, oh, you. I'm sorry. I, I look. I look at um. Jin. Um, I'm not Jin. there anymore, by the way. In the, yeah, in the I figured. As the skeleton yeah. clatters to the floor uselessly. Yeah. Oh, we, we didn't tell you that? I thought we did. No. That seems important. Um, so back in the jungle, uh, that was some information that we gathered. Um, that the ritual that the that they were conducting isn't necessarily just Tiamat. You could, you could summon any god. Not just Tiamat. Right. Fuck. Yes. So, I mean, take out a couple of key steps in the process, uh, switch them out. Uh, yeah, you could you could essentially summon whoever you want. Um, yeah. Fuck. So Tiamat's, Tiamat's bad, but she wasn't the worst of the Betrayer Gods. I if mean, anything, she was the mildest. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't know. She, okay. she just wanted dragons to rule. Uh, that's it. Dragons to be on top. Well, what? I think what? the aim is still for the order to bring in Tiamat. I think that's still their aim. But that does not mean that the, the, uh, the ritual could not be altered by but other the, parties. But, but the dragon cult might not be the only players in this. That's exactly no. sort of what I was insinuating. Y yeah. Fuck. So, um... so, let's get the horn and let's get back <laughs> to Oxenfurt and try and sort this mess out, hey? I think that sounds like a fine idea. 
Um, yes. Should we attempt to open a dialogue with the cult a la dragon to converse about the possibilities of others being summoned through this and present our support of Tiamat being the one summoned only <laughs> I sort of just stare what are you really saying? like yeah. I stare really blankly at him like uh, sort of like what if I had to... to give my personal preference Casey it would be none of the betrayer gods I said Tiamat's the best of them but to be honest it's it's still the best pile of shit in a long pile of shit it's not it may incite we... to be completely frank <laughs> Tiamat herself is still world ending yes but if there are other parties at play it may incite some apprehension between them if there are other parties attempting to bring forth different gods perhaps we could begin some infighting uh, what? Oh, so uh, Casey, I don't even know if there's any evidence to do, even. Do you have any good, gods? good gods that you'd like to summon? Because that could be good for you. I'm just saying. We should well, totally just... no. I we should oh, don't sorry. know who my god is. Oh, but oh, oh, well, Owen, we should totally just like summon syncope. That's that's up to you guys. That's I, I'm not. If you guys want to summon no. Syncope, you can summon Syncope. The god of jazz. It, <laughs> it was my creator's god. I, I'm not aware. I was cleared when they left and was left with this power. Oh. Oh, I didn't know. Sorry. My, my knowledge of spellcasting and whatnot is limited. Uh, I thought all clerics knew there. My, my knowledge is also very limited. Uh, I know some of what I can do. I assume not all. Hmm. Interesting. I do like the idea of infighting, though. Should bookmark hmm. that one. I was going to say, do the cult know that their ritual could be used for other things, or do they think it's just Tiamat? Well, that's another question. I don't even know any other parties. We're sort of saying there could be, but there's been no evidence thus far. With the so, greatest of respect, my dearest friend, we didn't know about any of their sacred hidden bases, and there are in fact approximately nine to seventy-two. What? Hidden bases that may exist. There why are seventy-two is the upper limit? Why, but why seventy-two is the upper limit? I want to know how you got to that math. <laughs> Because it's eerily close to the trip. No, no. <laughs> it's conveniently exactly half of the true amount. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. Why, why 72? What was? Why was that the number? It's just a good number. Just, it feels good, good in the number. mouth. It feels good in the mouth. I do like it. It looks big. It, looks big. it does, but it's not <laughs> like other 100. other other descriptive yeah. terms for a mouth <laughs> for things that could feel good in the mouth. It feels. Is it, big. Is it just me? Is it just me? Because like 60 seems low. But 70 72 seems really high. Yeah, because like, 60 is yeah. 50. Yeah. But 70, yeah. well, that's that's well above 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of what you're saying is wrong. <laughs> but it's not right either. <laughs> Science with Boulder. I think we know the name of the episode. <laughs> Science with Boulder. Boulder. <laughs> 
boy. I'm a teacher's son. Let's go. Science with Boulder is the name of the episode. Confirmed. Yeah. Um, Glad we align on that sort of numeracy. Hmm. Fun times. Um, so yeah. yes, there may there are numerous secret hidden bases that we didn't know about. So there may be other players in this game. I have no, I have no um, problems with in fighting at all. Um, we just, I guess, we're just going to do um, homework and mm. find out if there are any other players. I, this is very. I don't know. This is matter or not. I think. I, I, I guess I would be pretty deceptive in general as you have. I, I yes. just, I'm just looking at Alaria and at the mention of any other players, I want to see if he, if he gives any sort of anything away with that. Oh, would you like to make me an insight check? Um. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, just looking, I'm just looking. Yeah. I'm just looking in general, like looking at, at me, like following the conversation. I'm just sort of seeing, like, if I notice anything. Yeah. You know. No, that's a, it's a it's a very wise question. I'm curious. Literally, when I was saying that, I wasn't even thinking about anything. Yeah. Else. Uh, was it a perception? I'd say insight or perception. Insight. Your choice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you which one. I'll tell you what you get for each one. Insight twenty-eight. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. So. As um, as Jin is speaking about interested parties, there's almost like a moment where he won't make eye contact with anyone when he says, "Well, we don't, we don't, we don't have any evidence of any interested parties. We don't know of any interested parties." He he actually looks away, whereas for the rest of the conversation, he's kind of making eye contact. And any kind of mention of secret hidden parties or we don't really know of any players, there's almost an uncomfortable. Ooh. Could I quickly yeah, yeah. paint this a little bit? Go. So for me, because doing this whole dialogue, I wasn't even thinking about... No, my, no, 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 no. I'm thinking it's more subconsciously so this is happening. What I'm going to mm. say is, when I'm talking to KC, like I, I'm not even thinking about it. The moment I look at Yerveth, um, and he's sort of giving me a knowing look, Yeah. I look at Yerveth, and then I dart away, because that's when I realize yeah. that I'm thinking about Varys. I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna paint it like that because when I was talking to KC, I wasn't even thinking anything no. about Varus. So it's only when I look at Yerveth and I look at his face and he's like studying me a little bit, but then I realize, oh shit, I actually do have Varus. So that's why I, I turn away. I think that's the best um, way to paint it. Yeah. On top of that, Jin, as you sort of turn away guiltily, your shadow has an eye, that hollowed out eye once again, and the mouth moves, and only you hear, Jin. Don't be so obvious, my dear. We're trying to keep our little relationship a secret. Shh. Um, now, uh, you've I, spent I a lot of time sitting about. I think it's time you went and stabbed that horn, don't you? Chop, chop. I am completely ignoring him. Fantastic. Because at the end of the day, my guy is an actor. I have the feet. An so actor. I'm just gonna. I'm just going yeah. to put push yep. that out of my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and your shadow very quickly returns to normal. Warlock patrons, if you've got a warlock patron, they're <laughs> gonna make you do duck shit. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You don't just get to be like, oh, I picked the great old one who never asks me any questions or makes me do shit. No. If you want Eldritch Blast, you're going to do some fucked up shit in my campaigns, baby. <laughs> you, know, you could buy a heavy Eldritch crossbow, Blast. or you could get Eldritch Blast and 
have a warlock patron tell you to do the most mucked up fucking shit in the world. Um, yeah, so... Dad, dad baggage, though. That's it, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Casey, back to your point. Yes, we I, we... I mean, we probably could try and use this as a way of sowing confusion. I'm wondering if, if us talking to them is the best way to do this, or perhaps if there was a more subtle way. Could we perhaps spread some rumors through the harpers of another group looking to infiltrate the Order of the Dragon to try and bring back, I don't know, uh, say Grimush, the Orcish deity. See if we can, or, or, or is there another another group we, we think are up to some mischief? Um, uh, I don't know. Could be worth a try. I'm happy with that plan. Keep it, keep it a bit separate from us, because they kind of know about us at this point. I think, I think it's been very clear that they know who we are and what we're up to. And I think coming from us, they're probably not going to believe it. But if we can keep it a bit more subtle and down low, uh, I could do it. I mean, they don't know you, Casey and Boulder. They, 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 you've only just joined the guild, but. Maybe this could be something you guys do when you get back to Oxenfurt. Or maybe you should try and track down this secret base. I think uh, we could do that for you. That suits us quite well. Yeah, I mean, that kind of suits your skills quite nicely. Casey, locate the base, and Baldur, you can smash it. Baldur, smash. I hit like the hatch of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> like the hatch of the what, the what now? <laughs> oh, don't worry. Shana just pats him. I was like, no, no, don't, don't worry about it. It's not worth it. I think uh, for right now, though, um, I stopped. I think um, we'll follow the map and uh, figure out where that is. Follow these tracks and catch up with these reinforcements and um, take from there. To the Shana, horn. Oh, sorry, yeah, to the horn. To the horn. Uh, Jin, Shana sort of comes over and goes, Jin, do you mind if I have a bit of a look at those slates that you picked up from below, below uh, the ice? Um, yeah, I, I sort of nod and I uh, bring them out of my bag. She has a bit of a look. Hmm, I thought so. Do you know how hard it is to erase something from slate? Uh, no, not at all. I don't know it's, much about... It's, it's really hard. That's probably why this person gave up when they failed a couple of times. There's some information on here I think that's a bit hidden. If you're willing to go ahead, I'm going to spend a bit of time, see what I can decipher from these, and then I'll catch up with you guys a little bit further on. See what I can learn from these. Sure. I think, I, think, I think there'll be some information here that we could use. Sounds good. Yeah. Perfect. I can probably help you with that. I'm a, I'm a cartographer as well, a navigator. Yes, Leosin, that, that sounds wonderful. Yes, if you could assist me with this, that would be great. And they if hit below deck. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, if you find anything critical to our location or in terms of look, uh, yeah. Because, because we're yes, that'd be good. Yeah. Yes. Since can we'll do. be up there and we might see it or whatever. Yes, no, no, can do. I'll cast sending if it's critical. Excellent. And with that, the two head below deck. Cool. Uh, leaving you on deck with only Grisha, the half orc decksman who, um, uh, deck, deck orc who is uh, currently, um, looks like she's trying to kind of like smash ice that begins to set around the ship every so often. She sort of moves down with a massive pole, begins cracking the ice. She looks over and goes, right, what are you fuckers doing? You gonna help me with this or are you gonna just stand around all day? Um, Baldur takes that as a manic signal to go go smash things, grabs the axe and goes help smash things. <laughs> Casey oh, would good. actually do the exact same. 
I was worried you guys might have something better to do, but no, that's good. Great. You can help me with this then. De-ice the ship. Um, Fantastic. Ice, ice tunnels? Any, anyone? Oh, ice <laughs> tunnels. That actually does make more sense. Let's, let's go do that. You know, the reason we're here. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I mean... No, no. Go, please. No, I'm just saying. Go three days, guys. I get easily distracted. <laughs> uh, At least. And with... With that, you begin heading down the gangplank onto the ice. Um, Jin, uh, you've got a rough sketch of the area. Um, you know that the ice tunnels are due northeast of where you are now. Uh, there's a number of icebergs you'll have to cross over, but when you reach um, basically a series of two peaks of icebergs that have tipped and crashed into each other that forms a natural archway, down towards the left-hand side of that as you approach from the south, um, there is the, the opening to the ice tunnels that lead below. It's actually one of those icebergs that's tipped and cracked in. Um, cool. And you guys begin heading across the ice flows. Um, the icebergs themselves are constantly shifting uh, on the water, and there are breaks and cracks where the seawater is visible beneath with a very a rough layer of snow. The ice isn't too slippery. Uh, it looks like snowfall from the night before has provided a bit of grip and tension for you to walk across, but every so often as you're moving, you hear the crack of ice, the groan of these large sections of ice as they tip and move in the water. It's sort of very tense moments every so often as you have to freeze and hold in place as the iceberg tips and then rocks back into position and then you begin shuffling very awkwardly for the first little bit before you gain confidence and begin walking a bit more uh, a bit more actively once again. After about five ten minutes of walking through the ice uh, you can see in the distance the large section of these two icebergs cracked over the map very clearly aligned and led you to this direction. Having that map made this a very straightforward uh, movement for us. My only question is, uh, from each of you, can I please have a survival check to see how well you are navigating and dealing with this icy landscape? 15 um, from Yerveth, 9 from Baldur. 9's not so great. Okay, uh, my... Although, yep. I was just going to say, my survival's not crash hot. I'm going to mm -hmm. give myself bardic inspiration. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of going to do that as I'm just going to get my. Yep. I'm going to sort of play a bit of a, a tune as we sort of go through the and ice. Not Baldur super loud, but enough for us to sort of. Just a little ditty to, to boost your spirits and warm your hearts. Yeah. Uh, Boulder, you would have advantage on this because you have grown up uh, in 20 anyway. icy mountain ranges. So I would say that there is an argument for you to have advantage. Yep. Actually, I'm not going to give myself. So 15, nice. 10, 20, 19. So yeah, Casey's the only one. Um, Casey, the cold, you're going to keep your bardic inspiration. I think you've got it for, for 10, 10 minutes, minutes, right? Yeah. But I'll let you know when it's run out <laughs> or okay. if you can use it. it. Um, yeah, Casey, you're the only one who's kind of struggling. The rest of you, despite the bitter cold, the mechanisms that Lockie have made you are keeping you warm and you are able to, to move as normal. Um, Casey, the cold is actually starting to affect your... Um, the liquid that allows the, the liquid that sits inside your pistons and pneumatic tubes the liquid that's involved in that and it's becoming more viscous and much thicker as it cools down which means that you're not as springy and you're having to sort of work a bit harder to keep yourself moving through the Ooh. snow and ice it is a bit can i difficult. help him with that can i cast prestidigitation to clean that stuff up uh can you warm an area with prestidigitation does it allow you to warm things or is it just a sensory effect I can chill warm or flavor up to one cubic foot warm. of non-living Absolutely, then hour. you can give, yeah, you can give Casey advantage on that check then. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Wow. So I would say that I'm behind Casey yeah. then. And yeah. I'm starting to notice he's sort of having a bit of trouble 
I, I imagine there'll be a bit of a con conversation between us, and then I would help him with it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't hesitate to say, yeah. I am slowing somewhat. Assistance required, possibly. Error. Error. Hold on. Error. Turns <laughs> and then like, grabs by the arm and helps him along. <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay, so you can have advantage. You can uh, I see, and, and I guess you're not I, I living see... 20. You're fine. Because you're a construct, so that makes sense. It, it actually helped. This presentation mm. works for one non-living materials. And yeah. Well, I guess you're living, but like, it's not like... But you can warm yeah, his armor, which will then warm him. Like it's yeah, yeah. There's a very easy way to, to work around that. That's that you don't totally. need to explain that to. to oh, actually, that people. works out for normal yeah. people in too. Okay. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So Casey, as you begin to struggle for the very first time, sort of five minutes into the walk, um, Jin steps over and begins casting presentation. Five minutes. Let's be honest. Ten like minutes. <laughs> Ten minutes. Yeah. Um, as as Jin begins sort of casting presentation to warm your armor very slightly, it it just makes the difference to allow you to maintain that level of. Um, of maneuverability and uh, and functionality as you begin walking through the ice. Um, as you begin sort of moving across and heading towards the top of the uh, iceberg where you're currently on, I'm just gonna move you on the map towards this location. Um, as you reach the top half, you come across an area where the iceberg has actually fractured in two and there's a large gap in the middle. On either side of this large gap, you can see a series of footprints and scuffles and markings in the snow, very clearly heading towards the water. Very clearly. Okay. Um, the water being to the left of us? Uh, the water being towards the... I, tell you, I can even bring us across the map for this bit because I think the map is an appropriate thing to have us here. I um, will go up to Yerveth and be like, well, um, I'm going to defer to you. This is definitely your your thing. Oh, this yes. Your, your, your bread and butter. I'm going to crouch so I'm sort of studying these markings. I'm going to give you the help action for whatever you do, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to just sort of survey this sort of scene in front of me, looking looking at the disturbed snow, the yeah. scuffles, sort of trying to make... Like, I'm obviously seeing these footprints that perhaps belong to these... Yep. Maybe maybe the, the reinforcements, aforementioned re reinforcements, but I'm also going to look for any other tracks or markings that might be yeah, foreign yeah. or unknown. Can I have um, another and, survival and where check? these scuffles? Oh, sorry, where these scuffles have probably maybe originated from, perhaps, or where yes. they've been dragged to. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Can I have another survival check, please? Oh, um, of course. To explain the help action, I might be using things like presentation stuff to clean up the tracks and make them even easier to see. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll get allow rid that. Of some yeah. of like the the sort of debris and other things that might muddle it, just to make sense for me actually helping survive like, with the yeah, check. That makes sense. That's better. 26 17 26 yeah. we'll take the 26 um Yervis, immediately you can see that these um tracks are not human they're not boot prints these are a humanoid creature walking on two feet but the feet are strange oh, okay. they're elongated webbed clawed um oh, it looks like they have come from over towards the northeast uh far off towards the side of the map where you guys are currently uh located uh, towards the, the top right of the map um and then they have moved and then it basically looks like they've dived into the water around this crack all along this um, this front of the ice there. As you're having a bit of a look, Yerveth, you actually see frozen in the ice in front of you is a young woman. Frozen in the ice, half submerged oh. in the iceberg. Um, she looks to be very young, long black hair, no markings or damage, just wearing very simple robes, definitely not cold weather gear. Um furs and, and leathers but not enough to keep her protected from the cold Whoa. and she's frozen in the ice um, 
almost like she's sleeping. But uh, you don't get the sense she's sleeping. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the long sleep. The long sleep. The, the long sleep. I kind of like look at that and I sort of gesture to the to the rest of the party and I say, hmm, I don't like the looks of this. That is, that's a bit peculiar though, isn't it? What what business would she have out here? Indeed. Her 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 attire. She, wear, she I imagine she's wearing clothes still. Yeah, so a mixture of furs and leathers um, and cloth, it, but not enough like, that it would be appropriate for the cold. Does it look like a tire from um, Drifthaven? I think that's what the term was called. Yeah, I would say that it's a little bit reminiscent of that, but it looks almost like what a... I mean, probably Boulder is the one who kind of recognises this attire the most. This is what Ooh, a lot okay. of people in your village wear, Boulder. This is animal animal skins and furs. It looks like... Not to use the word mm. primitive, but it is it is less refined. It, it, looks, it looks old. Let me say that. It looks like this is from a long time ago. This style oh, of cloth, wow, the, okay. the cut. This looks like it's been here a while. The the, oh, the cut of the clothing. Okay. Is so very old. she's probably been here a while. Yeah, just possibly being able to stay in the ice and be kept preserved. Her skin is make... quite light blue. Lips are dark purple. Um, yeah, very very frozen. Am I able to make out any sort of like um, identifying marks or like maybe like tattoos? Well, yes, or definitely. Yeah, with your survival of twenty six. Yeah, um, there is a tattoo of uh, a wave crushing the land on her neck does it look like i guess Dark what i'm reading does okay. it look like does it look like the tattoo i have done by the orcs is it like very reminiscent of that style uh no it's actually not um okay this this looks to be again yerveth with your survival of 26 would you yeah you know about woad which is a, a blue dye used it's it's just a contact dye you don't even need to needle into the skin you can just paint it on and it literally soaks through into your so, uh, lower layers of your dermis and stains you forever this looks very similar to a, a red form of woad in a way okay. which is a, an ancient blue dye used in our world by the celts fun fact oh. history yeah looks like a, a red form of hmm. woad uh, but it looks like it's been drawn on with a finger definitely like the, it's it's rough it's much thicker than the orcish tattoos the detail is much more symbolistic in terms of much more sorry um much more stylized symbolism rather than intricate artwork this looks like it is very um I, I, iconography tattoos and an iconographic yeah. tattoo so it definitely We're points to this being old yes okay. what was that you said sorry Baldur. tom um would have bold on uh like recognize anything uh tattoos like this or things yeah. of essence doesn't look dissimilar to your tattoos, Baldur. Um, a lot of your tattoos mm. are, are needled in, but um, you know that your ancestors used to use a contact dye. The reason they switched to the uh, the needled tattoo ink is that they could do be much more precise with their tattooing. But you know that your ancestors used to use just contact dyes. Yeah, right. Well, if that's the case, how how deep in the ice is um, this lady? Only a meter or two under the surface of the ice. About five meters from the the bottom or from the ocean, but a meter or two from the surface. Um, I give one big whack with the, uh, the axe and see how hard the, um, the ice is. Yeah, so, so at the moment you're actually across the ice from her, so she's actually currently located. Can you see my little ping? Uh, do it again. Uh, looking now. Uh, yeah, do it again. Can you see it? Can you see it? I can't, I can't see it on the uh, stream. I can't now. see the ping, actually. No, I no, can't see it. I'm looking at the full map. I'll put a token. Are you in the right layer? 
I'm going to use Shana's. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. Nah, there you go. She's right here. Ah, oh, there we go. Oh, okay, okay good. Thank Please you. The that's okay. the issue. I was in the wrong layer. I was in the DM mm. layer. I am going to... Yeah, okay, that's a bit far. I'm going to look down, uh, down the, the ice into the water. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that... Is it is it completely frozen over, or is there like a little hole? No, this or... this section is um, sections of, of light ice and snow that have kind of formed together to make this very light crust, almost like a like a slurry of, um, of snow on the surface. Oh, okay. It is not thick. It, it, it's very thin, and, and it's constantly moving and breaking and shifting. You can see the water moving underneath. Okay. But it's only it's okay. only like a, a meter gap. You could jump that. Sure. I, I guess what I was trying to see is like because mm. of the the marks and the footprints and everything. I was just seeing it. Oh, to like, see below. If there'd been a yeah. hole like how recent it might have been because of like these creatures no, have just been here or yeah because it's so thin and always shifting no if there was okay. a hole here it's gone um it's been frozen which means time. it's probably from a while ago potentially but sure hard sure, to say sure. okay could be an hour could be weeks could be years no it couldn't be years because the tracks are too fresh could be an hour could be a couple of days tops sure all right yeah because you know snow still, from, snow's I, uh, probably on alert though yeah absolutely do you want to roll me a perception check? And uh, Tom, what were you going to say about Baldur? Um, nah, he's not going to do it. He's not going to derail. Searching for the caves, trying to dig up the lady. Well, I'm going to do about it, it, it. Casey's going to see that sort of eternal conflict in Baldur and say, we can get her. If it's important, we can get her. On, on the way back, I would very much like that. Of course. Then we can take her with us. That would be very interesting what she possesses. More history of my, my people. Baldur, if there is a ceremony of burial for your friend here, then we should do it. Put her at I rest properly. I, I would appreciate that, and so would her soul. Indeed. Um, perhaps like we should the tracks. Yes, perhaps we should push on. I did a quick reception check, Owen, just to check for any like. Yep. Uh, I'm just being on guard and just. Nineteen all these plus bardic inspiration. Yeah, fifteen. Yep. I wanted to no, use twenty-five as well. Yeah, so nineteen. Uh, 19 plus basically 25. scanning the horizon for anyone maybe spying on us or watching us or anybody any taking anything in could be animals yeah. anything. Jin. Up on top of one of the icebergs that you've, uh, you're sort of in line parallel with is half a whale. Its entire side has been torn out and it has been bitten in half. Giant tooth marks mark the side of its skin and blubber. And you can see where blood has dripped down the side of the iceberg and frozen. Whoa. Whoa, wow. Um, as they're talking, I'm just sort of going to like look at that. Just sort of, um, I'm just sort of going to like freeze and just be like shocked by what I've just seen. I'll probably notice Elarian just like frozen in his tracks. And I'm just gonna look at him and go, what is it? And then I'm gonna like trace his eyeline I'm just directly. Yeah, yeah, I just gotta like look up and I see what you're looking at. And I'm just like, oh, I sort fuck. of go to Yerveth and I go, what, what could even have done that and left it in such a place? That's a good question. I sort of scan the horizon to get something, like I'm like scared big. Yeah, a little bit. Something, something big. That is that is very big. That whale that whale itself is huge. Whatever did that? Oh, 
I sort of scan the horizon. I, I, I would need to get a better look, but can I tell from this from how far away I am how fresh this looks? Oh yeah. Um, as Jin points it out, and you begin sort of focusing, uh, maybe two or three days tops. Oh okay. It's not super super fresh. Okay. Not from a day or no, not not from it's, like a, a few seconds ago. It's oh no, enough. Like, it could yeah. have been hours. It's definitely recent enough to give me pause. Oh yeah. I would probably Yeah, kind of looks at that a little bit and goes, I, I can't tell you much more from here. I, I need to get closer to give you a bit of a, a a better breakdown of what could it what it could have been. Not that my knowledge of the ice and the sea is as strong as it, as it could be for others. This isn't well, my preferred terrain. This is just a thought that crossed into my head. There could be other things out here, obviously bigger. They could have done something like that, but we're not far away from the horn. Hmm. That could be a dragon's work. It's it's really, I don't know. This is just speculation. It's possible. It makes sense. A dragon probably would be able to pick up and carry a whale. Maybe. It's really hard to say what it could have done. It could have done that. Balder, you, you, know you know the ice and fairly well, I would assume. Do you know of anything in your tribe that you hunt that will be, or that you're aware of that could do hunt um, I, I'll consult like the, the myth and stories of my childhood and think of any large creatures in, in the cold ice. Um, anything come up? Yeah, do you want to make me a nature check? Cool. Certainly. I'm looking forward to this nature check. I reckon it's going to be good. Ten. <sighs> It's not bad. Ten. Um, the, negative the first one, thing you like think of, middle. you're like, you're not really familiar with whales being eaten. Whales aren't something you counter in the mountains. Um, so oh, you're sort of, <laughs> your first thing is like, huh, okay. Could it be a dire bear? Maybe. It seems a bit big for a dire bear to like take this thing out. <laughs> um, winter wolf? Mm, again, maybe, I guess. No. Seems a bit big. Mm. Um I mean, as they say dragon, you're like, yeah, dragon could do it. The other thing that springs to your mind is a rock, uh, a giant bird. Um, oh, okay. Massive that uh, that could potentially have done this as well. So a rock, for those of you who aren't aware, it's an eagle that uh, I think its wingspan from memory is... is it a, it's huge. Rocks are massive. Let me quickly pull open the stats on rocks. I can't remember how big they are, but they're huge. Um, yeah, they can just hold people when they're close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um gargantuan monstrosity so oh, how wow. big is gargantuan okay. yeah so That's huge cool. I, I only yeah. know that what a rock is because they were a unit in age of mythology <laughs> yes yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they I stand 32 to 64 from... feet tall and can weigh anywhere between 16 and 125 tons oh wow so what? rocks are big yeah Jeez. rocks are huge I remember I remember rocks from playing Heroes of Mind Magic yeah. rocks are actually rocks are as big as ancient dragons as elder dragons wow yeah that is huge yeah rocks Whoa. are big um you've probably seen a rock in your lifetime boulder there was one day where a shadow fell across the village and as you all looked up the side of this giant bird lazily flapping overhead as it moved across to another mountain top um probably triggered a number of religious moments for members of your tribe but yeah um <laughs> understandably yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know that you know the different the different times. Yeah. yeah. The, the different barbarian totems, when they say totem of the eagle or totem of the bear, they're not the eagle or bear. It's like totem of the rock, totem of the the dire bear, dire wolf. Like it's all it's mm. all the large spiritual forms of these creatures. Yeah. And the rock 
typifies the totem of the eagle. Those who are the totem of the eagle, to see a rock is to connect with your totem of the eagle very strongly. I feel like you know, one flap of its wings and your village would have just been like, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we have, it could be the rock, a um, giant monstrosity bird. It, it could, if a whale did breach and it saw it in its sights, it could swoop down and have its day. Oh God! That if we if we, if we encounter one out here, jeez, I don't think I've got enough arrows to take down a rock. <laughs> no, we 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 uh we get in the water. That fucking freezing <laughs> water. Yeah, yeah, we get out of here fast. If um, this I, is what I we are. Ahead. No rocks if this is what we are <laughs> contemplating is out here, should we follow this path and leave this space Ooh. if it comes back? I mean I I could major I could major image another rock in heat. Get it all flustered. Uh, so so my question is my question is <laughs> to draw it in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. To but... draw it away. But I've never a, seen a rock. what does a rock in heat look like? And B, <laughs> yeah. what does a rock in heat sound like? And C, I'm what does from, a rock in I'm heat from Palin, smell man. like? I'm from Palin. Do I even yeah. know what a rock looks nope. like? No, no, no. You, your description of rock is a giant bird, which is what Baldur described bird. it as. <laughs> that was Baldur's description. <laughs> um, you know, you know yeah. big birds? Bigger. Like a giant sparrow that's really <laughs> Yeah, when you think of a giant bird, you think of a giant pigeon because like, you're from the city, so. <laughs> I um I sort of just like gesture to the surroundings Ooh. and I say, if there's, if there's a rock out here, it doesn't matter where we go. Yeah. It's gonna spot us. It'll probably I think just pick we'll, the boat we'll up. know if it's coming. Oh yeah. Uh, so I think, I mean, best way forward is straight ahead so i think we continue on this little yes. uh, adventure find these we ice tunnels we will deal with it as it comes perhaps we'll um just keep an eye out though there's definitely some creatures out here that's for sure yeah keep on going Alrighty, as you guys continue moving on um it's not too long before you reach the edge of the ice caves the entrance itself is kind of hard to spot it takes you one or two goes but because you know where the map is you only walk past it sort of once or twice before you then look over and see the, the hollow carving out of the ice, half hidden by snow, uh, but tracks very clearly inside the cavern leading down. Looks like there are a series of drag marks and cart marks uh, from where things have been dragged on sleds, uh, markings where something has been carrying, like paw prints from some large animal, some large beast of burden to help move the carts. And on top of that, many, many booted footprints leading down below. As you reach the edge of the ice caves, um, Jin, your pocket begins to heat up very rapidly. Oh, okay. And gets um, incredibly, almost painfully hot after a few seconds. Okay, I take out what is in the pocket. It's the amulet that Langdadrosa handed you. Oh. See, I don't remember that happening. That's okay. <laughs> it was so long I do. ago. Um, I do. Luckily. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, I sort of... I go, oh, oh, what, what, what? Ah, and then I just sort of open up my pocket and just sort of, I'd probably, I'd probably like grab it as quick as I can, throw it on the ground, 
I yeah, might take yeah. some burn on my hand. I'm not sure. I, I look at Jin very quizzically, like, what is going on? And then I see the amulet, and I'm like, what? That, is, oh. that was very hot. What? What's going on? That burnt, you, burnt me. You watch as lines of fire begin to burn and melt the ice, and it forms a series of runes and symbols in the shape of a circle, until all the runes in the circle begin glowing. And um, then, with can sudden Can I do an arcana light, check? Of course you can. I'll say quickly the other. Wait, yes. This is what Lana Josa gave me, this amulet. Well, that Eight. could be. Um, There's some um, magic going on. Wait, when did he give you the amulet? <laughs> this shit's whack. When he came and took. Um... On the boat, before he left with the others. Oh. Oh. Honestly, this has even went past my head. I, I don't remember. Why did he give it to you? It must. I'm not sure. What did he say it was? I... You remember him saying, this is how we will get back to you. Ah, uh, yes. I, I do remember now. Something is... Some, like... Uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a strike of... Um, something in my mind has just clicked. A.K.A. the DM has <laughs> just told me something. Um, <laughs> I sort of look at you. Yeah, you should have remembered this, that. Okay. <laughs> this is the amulet that they gave us to be able to teleport back to us. Oh. Okay. But it is it is burning, and now we are presented with these runes. I sort of expectantly sit there waiting for something to happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll knock an arrow just in case. It's... The light. Casey begins steps to... back and grabs Boulder and just just take a step or two back. Nice, mm. very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys yeah, are you, the... you put him in front of you. <laughs> 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 no, we're bros. We're good. We're gonna <laughs> hide. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, you watch as the light begins to glow blindingly bright. I'll and shield that is my gonna... eyes. Oh, you shield your eyes? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And that is where we're going to end for tonight's session. Oh, now, shit. Now, Claire and Michael are going to be back next week. However, I would like if Jacob and Tob could join us for at least one or two more sessions. How would yeah, you guys absolutely. feel about sticking around for a couple more sessions just so we get to spend a bit more time with Casey and Boulder? Does that suit you guys? Yeah, I'd love to hang out. That's awesome. We're gonna have some big party combats. I would love to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, in preparation of this, I've made uh, some of the encounters a lot harder. Hoping you guys stick around. That's perfect. (laughs) Um, No, no, that's great. So I would, I would love, I would love if you two could stick around for at least two more sessions. Um, I think you guys could smash out the ice caves and um, uh, or Thorator in that time, and that would be a really fun moment and i think we've now got motivation for you guys to head back to oxenford afterwards which is to investigate the um, yeah for sure potential secret basis so that'll be good too that so i think super juicy like side story action going on there because that, that'll, that'll be good 72 if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nine to 72 uh, and that means as well as if if there's ever um if any ever, ever anyone's sick as well or is away and we've got a bit of advance notice i'll let you guys know and we can just bring your characters in for a session or two whenever anyone's away if you guys are happy with that so that we've got like you guys as regular guests if you can yeah perfect very happy well everybody that is two hours and 15 minutes i think we will wrap things up there thank you so much for joining us um we have loved getting back into dnd fifth edition so thank you for joining us for tonight's session um if you're watching us on youtube or on your podcast platform of your choosing itunes google podcasts please hit that like button and subscribe if that is an option for you if you like our stuff if you don't like our stuff do it anyway because we want we want you to do it um (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. If, if you have joined us live, 
Thank you. We love having you guys here live. Remember that you can spend your channel points, which you accumulate by watching, to have certain fun things happen. For example, you can create NPCs. In fact, one of the NPCs that was with us for the past couple of sessions uh, was created by one of our lovely uh, viewers. Um, the Batara, the half-orc who was with you, was actually a creation by one of the chat. So please, please feel free to come and join us live. We would love to have you. But from all of us here tonight, stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again next time. Farewell, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. See you all. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.